1: And so I cry sometimes when I'm lying in bed to figure it out what's oh, it's in my head. And I, I'm feeling a little peculiar. Okay. And so I wake in the morning and I step outside and I take a deep breath and I get real high and I scream at the top of my lungs, what's going on?
2: <laughs> and I say
1: hey hey. hey,
2: hey, 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 hey,
3: hey. I say hey All what right the now. fuck is going, going on? on? That's the only part of this song I know.
1: <laughs> and I said hey
3: hey what's bigger. going on <laughs> No, this nigga didn't go until the phone set up you hoes. And I try. Oh, my God. I try. Oh, there's a lot going on.
1: <laughs> um, hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. I'm uh, Linda Perry.
3: And I am Toni Morrison.
1: <laughs> and this is Zerid uh, Zerid. Um,
3: sure. A
1: podcast that we do.
3: That's right. That is what it's called. And this is what we do. What? What is that song actually called? Because I tried What's to Google up? it. Okay. Because I tried to Google it and I didn't. It was a not. For pulling...
1: non-blondes.
3: Wait. Was that like her group? hmm Wow. Run why did I think the they wind. covered that and she wrote it like way before the end? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. Because that song just seems like it's been around for a long, long, like decades long kind 90s, of time. 80s. No, I'm thinking like way before I was even born. Like I thought it was one of those songs. Maybe. Shit, okay. That's where
1: I know it from. I
3: thought four non-blondes was, was like, recent. Oh, fuck. Really? <laughs> you well, it, yeah, was like it was a relatively new group? Maybe I'm thinking of dumb blonde. <sighs>
1: You are probably. I probably
3: am. Yeah, because I was lines. not thinking of a band that formed in '89. Like, sure was has not. It
2: been together
3: in <laughs> right? Asia. Sure was not. Oh no, I couldn't have been thinking that because them bitches can't sing or write. I could not have been thinking of dumb blonde. Now, don't do I do must that. have been thinking they're of. not
1: terrible singers. I don't want to hear that. You know
3: what? I actually can't even tell you whether they're good singers or not because I've never actually heard their real pure voices. I've only ever heard them, you know, after the benefit of computers. I have not well. <laughs> I <haven't laughs>
1: heard their real pure voices voices in a while probably, but I remember pretty much everybody in that group having a, a, a singing talent. Some just better the than two? others, but... It's just two girls. I meant like in Danny Kane.
3: Oh, okay. See, I would not even yeah, I wouldn't even tired. Just, I went whoever them other two hoes was They went off and when it they did Dumbling,
1: I, I was just like, okay. I'm it,
3: it wasn't for me. That wasn't a lot of the not gays me.
1: still went yeah, up. Yeah, they and
3: if, if you bring it up to this day, they will argue with you. And with that's Dumble fine. Up. Like <laughs> Yeah, you can like what you like. You, right.
1: Like. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not even
3: judging you. It's just not for me. Feel free to like whatever it is you like, my nigga.
1: Well, anyways, welcome back. Let's do some black excellence. Uh starting with uh a couple that is working on expanding their global black business directory. Okay. Um, so, Chantrell Lewis and Tony Lawson are a couple that decided to start this business um, as a sort of way of merging their two passions together. Him being someone who is like pursued entrepreneurship uh, here and in africa i believe he's nigerian she's from new orleans um as an art curator you know i'm saying she's worked in sort of um highlighting and studying the art and history of the diaspora so needless to say (laughs) you know these are two people who are very passionate about supporting blackness and black business and um they uh, had a Kickstarter campaign because basically what they want to be able to do is not only have an international uh, directory for Black business, which is basically a place that anyone can go to find Black businesses of all kinds that they can support, and you know, on, obviously, yeah, but, uh, they <laughs> <You're> obviously <right. laughs> they also want to uh, create a, an agency so they can help uh, build all of these businesses. Uh, help them to thrive expand to be able to compete in the market that they may be in et cetera, okay. et cetera, as well as travel to um different places around the globe to sort of start like um focus groups and things in places so they can find out the needs of people uh not just the businesses but also the people yeah. that need some businesses of some kind. <laughs> right. So, um, this just is th- dope. Yeah. It's called Shop Black. Mm. S-H-O-P-P-E. Because, cleanse.
3: oh, okay. Shop.
1: Uh, so I'm going to put a link in um, the description here if you want to go and support them and read more about their story because they're jazzy and I'm into it. Wow. And where can you go wrong with a little New Orleans um, and a little Africa?
3: And I just went to their website and they're, cover story is of course about Toni Morrison. Yeah. And like of course it is. A lot
1: like um, what we do here and because of them we can which is a place where I read a lot of the stories that end up as black excellence. Oh okay. They do a similar thing which is not only just like creating this directory and working on an agency and all of that but also, keeping your eyes on the black prize yes. and letting you know what is going on right. across the border. So, I'm into it. Maybe you'll be into it too. You can go and show them some love. Um, they also
3: have a story here called 26 black owned satin bonnet brands that aren't charging $98. I didn't see it. I love us. <laughs> um, we are the literal best. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Uh, Shout out to Sierra. She just signed on with Finish Line as creative director for Nike and Jordan's Fall Kids Lines. So, oh, that makes
3: sense. I mean, right? <laughs> that seems like right up her alley, actually. She's kids got in fashion.
1: Four baby feet to look after at the moment. You know what I'm saying? Oh,
3: right, right, right. Those kids each have two. I was about to say, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> what is happening?
1: Math, anatomy, those <laughs> uh, things. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that that was uh, pretty dope. I can tell that Sierra is living this, living for this, like pop mom mm-hmm. rich husband um but
3: still instagram influencer
1: <laughs> and at all of the the flashy um kardashian branches or whatever yeah
3: you know it's like a, a black chrissy tegan
1: also um <laughs> i wanted to say a very special um and heartfelt uh shout out and dose of love to Toni Morrison.
3: Oh yes. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. I mean that, that that actually fucked me up for the entire day. It did.
1: I can only imagine.
3: <laughs> it really Tony Morrison played a man, like it's like saying influential, saying important, saying profound, they really feel like they're not strong enough words because that was some of the some of the literature that really helped me understand a lot of the fucked up racist shit I was experiencing. Yeah. Just to be totally real about it. Like they provided a context and, and this incredible gift that I just, I had to give away most of my books when I moved up here. So, you know, I took my ass down the strand yesterday and rebought every single Toni Morrison book I ever owned or read before and picked up some new ones that I did not even know existed.
2: That's
1: always it just, a good time. Yeah,
3: had to happen. So, yeah, it's just such a huge loss, not just for Black America, but especially for Black America.
1: Well, um, on a nicer note, Centoya Brown.
3: Yes. Now, that did make my heart smile. Praise yes. God. Centoya Brown was released from prison where she never should have been in the first place. It's- because killing the man who held you captive and, you know, sex trafficked you is... I just feel like that's uh, <laughs> more than reasonable and not at all a reason to go to jail. Was death. it her that
1: she killed or was it um, like one of the...
3: Uh... One of the... I mean, you know, honestly, either way, I'm no. not really seeing an issue. <laughs> but I no. thought it was the man who actually it may have been one of the whatever they call them niggas nasty people but
1: <laughs> nasty people either
3: way a 16 year old girl killing some grown man who was certainly abusing certainly her threatening her
1: life and yes and absolutely yeah. abusing her innocent a, nah, in a the life where here. she's literally being trafficked as a human being for sex it's just Woo!
3: like what? so wrong it's
1: just a crazy and ridiculous story but to know that she has basically been you know fighting and working yeah. in the system and is no longer in there is just
3: Mm -hmm. it's
1: you know you gotta take your your smiles where you can these days my lord
3: shout out to the organizers who did the work and raised awareness on social media and all that because i definitely would not have known about this story otherwise you know the media do not care about no black girl who been through some unfair fucked up shit so i'm just glad to to see her coming home amen
1: All right, so let's get into some mess with today's um, uh, pop culture segment. It's called uh, Hot Tops, the In Glory Holes Bastards.
3: Oh, right. I worked on that. In Glory Holes? Yeah. In the Glory Holes, huh? Bastards. (laughs) Go away! Go. <laughs> I'll never get over, honey. I drink the kids.
1: That one I'll never get I over that. is I'll my ne- proudest.
3: <laughs> I'll never get over. That. I think
1: that one's that one. <sighs> I'm not even gonna lie, and the Sweeney Todd one. <laughs> I'm really, I'm, I feel like I'm proud of the work I'm I did for those never
3: going to get over it.
1: Because Sweeney was like right there. It was like, how didn't I see this? Mm. And then that's kind of what also happened last yeah, week. So because
3: it was just, was just swap out your verbs.
1: You know? You <laughs> that's you that. So first up, a lot of y'all have been tagging me. I'm sure you can say the same in this uh Headline about Queen Latifah oh, joining yes. Little Mermaid live for ABC, which um, I think is going to be premiering sometime later in the holiday season, mm. November fifth. Okay. At eight PM. So yeah, Queen Latifah is supposed to be playing Ursula. Um, Al- Ali the girl who played or who voiced Moana? Yeah, Moana.
3: Uh huh. She's playing um, Ariel.
1: Love her. Love Queen Latifah, obviously. Shaggy is voicing Sebastian. <laughs> wow.
3: That's perfect.
1: I mean, they were just like, why not?
3: I, I, I'm really wondering how a live-action Little Mermaid goes, though. Like, so here's what, the thing. What are we going to be looking at exactly?
1: I'm not watching this. I don't want <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: like,
1: d- to say nothing to y'all. I'll there or whatever. I just figured I'd save it. Um, Woo! I don't want to see
2: this. <laughs> you are not sure. I
1: love literally everybody involved. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Moana, I feel like gets a lot of love and still underrated, in my opinion. One of my favorites. Moana is
3: such a good movie. And it y'all. should
1: have been a Kingdom Hearts it's world.
3: So. Good.
1: Obviously, I love Queen Latifa. I love Khadiji James. I love Cleo. I love Dana. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Nothing but respect for my queen. Um and Shaggy, obviously I'm Jamaican. Let's be serious. Right. So, so like <laughs> love and respect these people, and this sounds exciting. Don't want to watch it. Um, these like live musical things that they be doing on primetime TV just mm. never curl over for me. They
3: don't really I, I mean it's like rare a, that you know which one I really liked The Wiz
1: The Wiz was probably the most fun I've ever had yeah. <laughs> with one of them because hello you right. know I it was mean, just
3: it was a great cast it's casting. the fucking Wiz yeah
1: it's a great show here. but even that one I remember having moments where I was like okay this is happening and it's happening live <laughs> Um,
3: man i couldn't even stay awake through jesus christ superstar and john legend got his egot from that he did but i could not stay awake
2: couldn't tell you a thing about
1: it and
3: i've i had never seen the show before so i thought i was gonna be super into it nigga asleep on somebody's stranger ass living room floor
1: (laughs) i just don't care for them they don't really
3: (sighs) Mm, yeah i'm and i'm really wondering how a live action version of an animated movie goes and it's like Live. An animated
1: movie where half a lot of the people are half-ish.
3: Right. It's just like what 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 exactly is going to be happening? I don't know. Is it watch will this. it be puppets? Will it be like little figures on sticks? I don't
1: I know. imagine them all wearing like green pencil skirts or like floor length. You know what okay. I mean? Or something to that effect. Or just like green pants. And it's just like, hey, girls, here's the, you know, like, for instance, there's a, you know that there's like a Spongebob Broadway show?
3: No, I did not know that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Good So you may
1: think, so it's just basically like them niggas that stand in Times Square, but on a stage. No, sir.
3: Okay. That's
1: not what's happening. (laughs) All right. It's actually just a, a regular old white man that's dressed like Spongebob. And he has blonde hair and he just performs. And Patrick is just, you know, a burlier white man who's wearing beach shorts and maybe like a purple shirt. And they sing songs Oh, and have so he's fun not in together. a costume? No. Oh. Sandy Cheeks is a black woman, I believe, who has on like the spacesuit. So it's basically like they're doing cosplay oh, as okay. SpongeBob rather than having someone in a big square suit do it. Yeah. So it's like, I you know, know, these characters, I even though they I look literally nothing like them. <laughs> Let's have a good time, guys. He paid for it. I don't. I mean, and watch maybe
3: this. it is a good time, but yeah. No, I mean
1: y'all tell me how it is
3: i don't i just like that no matter how you slice it y'all not getting a white ariel this year <laughs> y'all not getting it that's what i do like. that's what i do that's love. a great point that's fun. <laughs> it's not happening it's
1: not <laughs> move on girls going down it's like
3: i understand the live action version of the movie more because you can do all kind of shit in post yeah like, when you're making a movie absolutely but Especially live on stage musical like It's like a, it's like going to a play or a a musical. I just don't. At the
1: same time, how often do you peruse the Broadway scene?
3: Not very, because I haven't even seen The Little Mermaid on Broadway, and I'm pretty sure it has. Is been. she on Broadway? Well, maybe not currently, but I'm sure it has. If SpongeBob is on Broadway, I mean. know The Little Mermaid has been.
1: Homegirl, um, what is that movie? Legally Blonde was on Broadway. Oh yeah, I liked it though, but I only watched it because it Mean was Girls is on, on Broadway,
3: so you know, all kind of things. May the happen. Lion King,
1: obviously, they're doing Aladdin. Yeah, like, see? there's a lot, and I. So, what I'm guessing mm. is that um this might be like they they might be targeting that demographic <laughs> like yeah. people who love that because in situations like beauty and the beast and whatever else there's only so much that you can get away with because not only are we not looking at an animation right we're looking at like y'all in person on a stage
2: <laughs> right. there's nothing you know what i mean you we can't cannot edit pretend my eyes right exactly to,
1: to see some magic or whatever there's a lot of amazing things you can still do right. you know in this especially if you got the right budget or whatever but I know I don't need to see this you know
3: what I probably will watch it anyway just because I do truly love musicals
1: I think a lot of people who are extreme. Don't think. I know. A lot of people who were extremely excited about this didn't realize that this is a live TV production yeah, and not the, movie. the one that Halle Bailey is in. Right. So I don't know. Because but, Disney
3: is getting all their money from us as many different ways as they possibly can from the exact same shows. But
1: like They're like majority owner of Hulu.
3: Yeah, and did you see the new streaming app and all the different options? It's only twelve ninety nine, and it's Disney and Hulu. Getting it and something else too. I don't even remember ESPN. All the
1: Marvel movies, all the Disney movies. Oh, I did
3: not know Marvel was Disney.
1: All the Marvel movies, all the Disney movies. I think they might be getting Star Wars on that platform too, and then like also all of the Disney original movies that were on Disney Channel. Oh yeah, and I think maybe I don't know if they're doing Disney Channel shows. If
3: they do, it's really a wrap but I'm I'm coming back you may have it I'm going to I'm oh this man there's another password for me yep. to remember <laughs> nigga's gonna be like alright who's getting the family plan and how much yep. do we need to cash app you every month because
1: yep. <laughs> it's on your baby's iPad so he can stop asking <laughs> you to play Lil Nas
3: okay oh my god don't let them turn on the feature where you can download stuff in advance so you can watch it later oh bitch damn it you don't it. have to
1: hear a peep on the way to daycare do you hear me
3: Not for the rest of the year.
1: So, yeah, I'm excited by the idea of Queen Latifah getting to play Ursula, especially after that photo that she did with with Annie Leibovitz. I believe, oh, yeah. did that photo where she was Ursula. And it was like a whole bunch of other celebrities I was going to say, I feel like I've seen stuff. this
2: before. Hmm. So
1: I think that that's cool. But I'm going to pass on this <laughs> with all of the respect I've already acknowledged for at least these three people that have already been announced mm-hmm. to be a part of it. I won't be surprised if they call like Jason Derulo to be Eric or like... Who's another one of these? Like,
3: don't do. That. Isn't Jason Derulo already in something else? Cats, cats. That's what Bessie was talking about. I didn't even I get to that part in the in the fucking trailer. Be there. <laughs> do
1: you Hear me. <laughs> <laughs> that movie looks like Mm-mm. it should have like a Halloween voiceover. I can't like. think
3: of anything I want to see less than cats <laughs> coming
1: this Halloween. <laughs> no. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Oh God. Beatrice Alba. <laughs> I won't be there. Sorry, so
3: absolutely much.
1: not. Um. So we were correct. Um, the Barb's and the Hot Girls are going to be closing the summer out together. Basically, uh, Megan officially unveiled the cover of her new single "Hot Girl Summer," which figure- features Nicki Minaj and Ty Dolla $ign. <laughs> which makes me think of Alice in Wonderland. While we're on a Disney kick, one of mm. my favorite, if not my favorite, movie ever, where the Queen of Hearts would come out and they would always, like, they would do this long, extra, like, exalting thing about this Queen of Hearts or whatever. And then they'd be like and the king and it was this tiny man in the corner <laughs> who was just like hey everybody i'm here too that's how i feel about ty dollar sign being on this song okay yeah. but i imagine that ty dollar sign was just sense. on the song and then Nicki minaj happened oh yeah which that is why makes she pushed sense. It back.
3: right and i'm sure ty dollar sign was like that is absolutely fine no issue at all i don't have a problem you know, the more streams the better. Am I check So yeah, I just needed to come out, Megan. Where is it? I need it. I thought it was Comes happening out Friday. Wednesday. God damn it! I thought it was today.
1: Nope. You can pre-save it. That's today, what she which... meant
3: by that pre-save shit. I was yeah. like, girl, I'm not. Give me the fucking song. But now I am finna go. I think
2: I read
1: this is produced by I'm Juicy J. J.
3: Oh man, did you see the clip of her shooting that uh, cash shit video with the baby?
1: No, so that's
3: coming as well. Mm, 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 mm. Yes. i can't wait it and it was was produced
1: so by but i know that she has like that whole like fever movie yeah i think with hype williams so i saw some um, right 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 like i saw like the preview to that and it did look dope i don't know when it comes out i heard like a little clip of this hot girl summer song and all i could hear was Nicki minaj's laugh and oh, lord, um, <laughs> it was very it's a very queen radio laugh too so i think you'll get a kick out of that okay
3: i'm excited
1: and um and ty dollar sign literally saying real ass nigga give a fuck about a bitch and then something about his dude okay so, here we are <laughs>
3: well that will be enthralling
1: but great you know what i'm saying more of this let's all shake hands let's all do songs together ladies and officially run these niggas over because oh my goodness, could you do it if y'all all got along? <laughs> and I appreciate that Megan. Would be something else. She just had Lizzo driving the boat today. I saw. I on saw that on her
3: Instagram. And Drake brought her out at uh, the OVO Fest. OVO Fest. Yeah, so did indeed. She is having one hell of a year. I can't wait right. to drive the boat. I know it's gonna happen.
1: I would like to someday.
3: She did the same thing. Um, <laughs> she went on E this morning and shot. Um, I saw that. Yeah, and so she had. <laughs> Don't tell
1: me she had know, the host driving the boat. Yes, she did. Oh my
3: goodness! <laughs> Have you not seen it? No, Golden I just saw Miss like got a, some girls Instagram and look at she posted. Oh, video. that's right, I
1: did see that. Yeah, she I got, did see that on the way over. Here.
3: <laughs> Nina posted the video of her driving the boat. I'm like, bitch, wow! Yeah, I yeah. want your whole life.
1: <laughs> wow, I love her. Yeah,
3: she's really great.
1: Um so (laughs) new tour alert hashtag new tour alert okay um immature is headlining the hashtag tb tour
3: i wish you would go away
1: which i don't know why but that name makes me think of tetanus
3: makes me think of tuberculosis so we're we're on the same page here the tb tour it must be throwback
1: yeah, I'm guessing that's what it's. But hasn't
3: there for. already been a throwback to? Or did I? Is that just what I was
2: calling? It?
1: So Jay Holiday posted the flyer on his Instagram, and Jesus. you know, I first of all had to see if I could remember which song it was that Jay <laughs> Holiday sang. Bed is one of. I was them.
3: about to say, is that is that put you to bed song?
1: And I feel like he had another song about. Was it called Suffocate? I'm honestly oh. not trying to play Jay Holiday, y'all, right now, because I know that he has, yeah, suffocate, because my next guess was strangulation.
3: Why did I think he was much darker than this and with a much broader chest?
1: Jay Holiday?
3: Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why I did. <laughs> I, I did be not better. know he looked anything like this. <laughs> this is blowing my mind right now. Um,. Okay. So he's, he's a part of it too, I guess.
1: Yes. So he posted the flyer and a caption says, new tour alert. Oh, I didn't know that he really said that. I was just being <laughs> And wow. before anyone, tries, I really I was being an asshole. And before anyone tries to say we bootleg in, it's the same promotion company, um, as the Millennium Tour. Oh. So we can stop that right there. No one started. This is the first We're here. I don't, we don't. <laughs> I'm honored to share a stage with my homies. Um, Day 26. Good God. And Ray J.
3: Day 26 is the not Pretty Ricky. Who
1: they are the not the Pretty Ricky. On the other
3: tour. Right? Pretty Ricky's on yes. the Millennium yes, tour? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Look at you me, are remembering mm-hmm. details.
1: Day 26 is the nigga Danny DeKane.
3: <gasps> yes, because they were both on the Danity same TV Kane show. Danny
1: was, yes, they were both on making the bands. Danny DeKane <laughs> <Cam> was <laughs> Look first, at me. And then Puffy was like, I don't know, he finished his scrambled eggs or whatever. <laughs> and then was like, you know what? I'm going to do one with
3: guys. And why not?
1: <laughs> and they really didn't make good music for as long as they lasted or didn't. But Which
3: was, you know, not all that. Yeah, but well, okay. okay. They're great. So um, here we
1: have it. Immatures headlining. Ray J. We've got Jay Holiday. We've got Day 26. And this looks to be B5 in the back. Oh, when I tell you that I can't tell you the name of one so I've got Oh We just uh, we were reminded of <laughs> suffocate. Suffocate was confirmed. Right. Uh, One wish, <laughs> and um...
3: oh wait, that was them. One wish was Ray J. Okay, I was about to say that don't sound right. <laughs> no,
1: see, <laughs> I can't remember the name of any of the day twenty six songs. Y'all could string me up for this. I really don't give a fuck. Don't know a B five song. B five always felt like you know it was for people that were like two or three grades underneath me okay. when I was in school okay um if I went in college by then I don't know and um, I don't
3: know b5 at all
1: <laughs> immature would have been like the group that was like two grades ahead of me yeah So
3: immature was the group that I had a huge crush on and I was cutting out all their pictures in the magazines whenever I could get hold of a magazine and shit like that so
1: I just remember them from house party three and um, that one goes with the eye patch.
3: Wasn't allowed to see House Party. So good. <laughs> That's
1: the old Bernie Mac in it. It's completely too underrated. I
3: don't think I've seen... I know I've seen the first one. I don't think I've seen any others, though, past that.
1: So. Uh, oh, the House Party? Yeah. They're all fun.
3: Okay. I'm the ho- the first House
1: Party is actually my least favorite. Really? Yes. Because I, I love the that the other one. ones are funnier. It's still a good movie. Mm-hmm. But I think that out of all of them, two and three were funnier to okay. me.
3: I'm going to have to check it out then. But House Party is
1: still a classic.
3: I'm not going to this TB. Won't be there. I'm not going to this, no. You
1: won't find me. <laughs> this I'm vaccination so like,
3: tour. I'm sure not.
1: I don't know why y'all didn't just jump on the other tour. Like
3: Right. Like, <laughs> you're talking about before y'all get mad, it's the same promoter. Like, okay, so that same promoter didn't think, <laughs> well, you know what? That is a lot of acts for one tour.
1: Like, okay, so Ray J has to have, like, a direct connection to the mother niggas because when mona lined Doll up on your knees oh, to yell at you or whatever <laughs> he's got to be like two or three motherfuckers over
3: you know but that's probably the point because i don't think ray j and them niggas in b2k get along right wasn't that oh, wait, a storyline
1: he, who he, he was beefing with was it Bo?
3: it was a yes i remember who's the other one you just reminded me with the kids with that crazy girl fizz fizz was saying I didn't tell Jay Boog that Ray J was going to be in the studio with us today Mm. or whatever fake shit. This sounds familiar. Right. So maybe it was like, you know, we got bad blood with them niggas. So they headline one tour and you headline the other one. I guess, girl.
1: I just can't think of a single thing to even look up on on fucking Spap Idol to listen to they just they gonna
3: take y'all $25 until the last possible minute okay like every last one of them is riding this train until it officially creaks to a fucking stop
1: like why not just do a like another leg of the millennium tour but take like send the pretty Ricky and the Bobby V and all them niggas Mm -hmm. home and then replace them with these guys
3: or even better let's let's pick up pick up um, a skill a vote (sighs) An interest in like a hobbies a that we can develop into you yeah. know full time, yeah. gainful employment. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that because <laughs> there's just only so much. So space.
1: There are really so many options. Like
3: right, mm-hmm. and there's no shame in once having an entertainment career and then going to do something else. That's Literally what I'm gonna do. That's, I, I, that is what I'm gonna do. Okay, <laughs> I'm letting y'all know now.
1: But I I just won't be there.
3: Right? No, I sure won't. I Me. cannot. Even the nostalgia won't. It won't bring me back.
1: If the Millennium Tour, if these were serials, the Millennium Tour would be in a paper box and this would be in a bag.
3: Exactly. Yes. Thank you. I'm like, if I was going to go to one of these, <laughs> it would absolutely be the Millennium Tour. I'm not going to see the hashtag tour. Bitch, I feel like the, the Millennium Tour had the Ying Yang Twins. Like, you, you're, right. you're incorrect. And B2K, I know more of their music than probably the rest of those people put together. And, I I, I, and that is saying ago. a lot because I barely know B2K. I'm
1: literally, like, I feel like I should know the name of an immature song.
3: Oh, well, never. No, I've got nothing. If they play all that old shit, it's a rap.
1: Like, I'm sure you could put an <laughs> immature song on right now and I would, like, sing along to it. But, I you know will what I
3: mean? never lie again. Nope. I will never lie. You will always be my friend. You'll always be my friend. This
1: sounds like something you sing to somebody in first grade. <laughs> I mean. Like, it sounded like <laughs> lunchroom tabletop. <laughs>
3: Why don't you leave us alone?
1: <laughs> um, What else is going on in the world? Whew. Wendy Williams spoke to Fox 5 New York about these rumors that she's reconcil- reconciling with her ex uh Kevin Hunter. Mm. First I heard that they were working on getting back together. Then I read that they were working on like rebuilding their business relationship as in him coming back on as as her manager. Okay. Um they asked her about it on Fox Five. She said, quote, the only business and I repeat. Oh shit. The yeah. only business that me and Mr. Hunter are involved with is getting a divorce finalized.
3: I know this. Right. You can tell she's
1: done talking about this. Yeah. You can tell, like, she's so... Like, it feels super obvious that she's ready to go back to talk about everybody else's business (laughs) and not everybody talking about her
2: business.
3: Right. Like... Really over this? Really over that nigga? I, I think I knew it was official when I saw her in our t-shirt. I couldn't believe she really put it on.
1: That was But very funny.
3: that, like, blew my fucking mind. I was like, Whitney is like, <sighs> Whitney, Whitney, praise me. Help I mean, because it's
1: just a classic moment it's in just her right, history. I, you know, yeah.
3: Whitney, Wendy, it, it just goes. But anyway... I said if Wendy is announcing to the whole world, like by wearing a shirt that literally has the words break up with him on it, that like she's done with this nigga, then I really think that's it about that. People are always going to gossip and make up fake rumors because why wouldn't they?
1: I mean, but we don't know. You know, I don't know this lady or whatever, but the girl, I mean, don't
3: do it. I just yeah, I don't. Th- I think the humiliation has been enough. I really do. Because and it was just fucking disrespectful. It was disrespectful, the way he was doing Wendy Williams. There is a way to cheat, and that's not it. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's say, fucked is up. That is fucked that, up. You're out of bounds. Yes.
1: Um. Well, good luck to her and and all of her endeavors and things like that. I think yes, that they're, amen. I think she's off uh, season right now or something like that, so I don't even think that she's taping. So, you know what? I've seen that Birkin and them Fendi glasses that I'm going to get. I, like, I'm I have to. So getting those. Shades. Except I
3: can't identify the labels, but I can tell it's some rich bitch shit.
1: Oh, I can tell those Fendi shades she had on in that same picture with our shirt on, which I was more excited with the, with the fact that she was wearing a shirt that said break up with him than the fact that she was wearing our shirt like that. I don't really care about, <laughs> but I was just like, absolutely, sp- because fuck and these spread
3: niggas. the message, girl. That's, That's right. Right.
1: Yes. That <laughs> house is, a, is ablaze. <laughs> you know? um, Woo. But yeah. Anyway, Um Good luck with all of that, uh, Miss Wendy. Uh, So there have been rumors going around that Sean Combs, uh, 49, is dating uh, Lori Harvey, 22. Now
3: that is disgusting.
1: (laughs) You're legal. (laughs) You have the right to do what you want to do. I don't believe that Puffy
3: is an unattractive man. I just... For me, huge age differences are more... um, they're more okay the older you both are. Yeah. and But see, this is a problem of her being 22 and him being a whole 27 years older than her. It's like this... <laughs> It's both. Both of them is a problem here. It's the number of years between you and how young she is. I know that
1: you're like a hip-hop mogul. And so, like, part of your career is being into with West hot or whatever no. in hip-hop culture. But, like, I'm just curious to... Not even from a judge the place. <laughs> <laughs> what are y'all talking about? You know what I mean? I just...
3: This can't twenty two. Like, I'm I'm really like trying my hardest to believe that this isn't real because didn't she also used to date his son? That's what I saw on Instagram. Yeah,
1: so the, long before these rumors, there were, you know, there was talk of of Lori and Justin Combs. Which would make a, a lot thing, more sense. Which seems to be they have some sort of a history. Um, not sure what the details of that are. And I'm just going to, for me, assume that their light because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to be like, oh, yeah, I dealt with that in whatever manner. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, now my daddy is.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, I don't want to, but the pictures I saw looked a little too close for my personal comfort. Them in yeah. Italy
1: with Steve with and With her Marjorie. stepdaddy
3: and her mama. I was like, so everybody is okay with this? Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, so for those of y'all don't know, Lori Harvey is Steve Harvey's stepdaughter. Yeah. And um, <laughs> there were photos of... Puffy and Lori being very close and intimate right next to Steve and his wife. And everybody mm-hmm. looks to be having a great time. Lots of these motherfuckers are wearing all white. So I know that, you know, yeah. the niggas just couldn't stay away. Because, um, <laughs> boy,
3: y'all love all white. Man. And, um, y- sure, you know, Yeah. Sure. No, because Diddy is more <laughs> of her parents' peer than he is hers. Oh, anyway. yeah. He like, And it's not even close. So, ugh.
1: My genitalia has nothing to do with this, right? right. And so this is just right. me as Kid Fury talking My about opinions, what I'm saying. right. I, it all leads back to me, the curiosity being, <laughs> what are these conversations like? You know, for, and for anybody, because... 40 I'm 31, almost 32. Mm-hmm. If you put me across a candlelit table with a 22-year-old, Mm-mm.
3: I just feel like
1: <laughs> besides maybe anime and video games, I don't...
3: I mean, I tend to feel like most of those relationships are more about like a, a lust thing than a let's build a future thing, but I don't really know. Because I feel the same way. Like... I just can't imagine me sitting in front of a 22-year-old person, like, trying to start a relationship. I just don't.
1: (laughs) For what? There are a lot of really mature Mm -mm. Um, 22-year-olds. I mean, there are (laughs) just people... Who may be around that age range that you would be surprised they were that young, just mm-hmm. in talking to them. But I have found friends of mine, anybody that I've you know connected with in any way that has been around that age while I'm up here, right. it is it becomes apparent at some point. Like I, there's always something, yeah. that I can tell. It's like, oh yeah, you're really young, mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing. No,
3: I just like that's you're where saying, you're supposed to be in life. It's a great thing for you, but like we're two different places. I simply have the experience of living these years that you do not have. And it's not something that you can make up for. And it's not, it's like, it's just too, it's too much for me to have anything other than a purely, you know, sexual relationship. And even that I would feel weird about. So
1: this gives me Puffy, you know, courted her in the ways that someone (laughs) (laughs)
3: recorded <laughs> no
1: <laughs> in the way that someone with diddy money and access would and Lori harvey being 22 was mm-hmm. like oh yes i would love a maserati just because it's thursday you know what <laughs> um some space in my calendar just freed up if you want to go shopping <sighs> you know i mean i don't yeah. know but again i just i
3: okay you know yeah i mean okay but it just don't look right to me
1: i'm more scandalized by the fact (laughs) that it's possible she dealt with his son
3: right that is that is that is a lot as well (laughs) because i just really there's so much going on here and it all looks bad
1: that bread look good though
3: look at you see what a nigger being
1: good braid stick is always a time
3: i mean the man is like more than twice her age
1: this is, you know what? This is not illegal.
3: <laughs> I like how we're sticking to the facts. Why? Like, <laughs> because, I mean, at
1: its core, I really don't give a fuck. I just find it wondrous. I find it, int-
2: <laughs>
1: I find it intriguing, <laughs> if that makes more sense. Because I'm just like, and I, I joke about how, like... Not
3: wondrous, nigga.
1: I'm, like, spiritually... Um, far older than i am physically like my spirit and my joints are like way older (laughs) than the rest of my living self i
3: have to agree you have a much older soul
1: i think that age is just a recurring thought for me all the time anyway and maybe like early 30s mid 30s is just a part of that anyway Mm -hmm, definitely so maybe that's why this just blow this is a part of this blows me away or whatever but i'm just like if almost 50 yeah I would just at least like to know that I feel... And I maybe there is a difference in that both of these people have money, but I would like the security in knowing that I can sit down and you can level with me on, like, human things Mm -hmm. at where I'm at. And I just don't see how, on average, someone at the age that Puffy is at Mm -hmm. can do that with the age that Lori
3: Harvey is at. But again... I don't think that's what Puffy is looking to do. Right. Because a lot of. <laughs> With any woman, actually. Facts. So. A lot of
1: these relationships <laughs> in Hollywood, especially when you talk about people who have money, yeah. is more so. Like you said, it's like a lust thing. Like, I'm very physically attracted to you. Mm-hmm. And I would like you to be mine. So here is all so of the many gifts, Yep. And of, all the
3: nice things you like. Of who
1: I am. And the yacht—it's yeah. out there. It's—it's it's on the the pier now. It's waiting for us at the dock.
3: See, my parents would have never been like it would be. It would be one thing if they like you, twenty two, and you can make your own decisions. But they would not have never went on like no double date with me and this nigga. That would not have happened.
1: Puffy and Steve Harvey have been famous for such a long time that them niggas probably know each other. Like,
3: which makes it all the more
2: maybe even
1: puzzling
3: horses. really it's puzzling <laughs> but you know to each their own and everybody have a good safe time but you know what, what I time. think
1: what? that bread looks scrumptious you, <laughs> and so I feel like everybody's having a really great time <laughs> and so sure girl alright that's the way to do it great I suppose <laughs> I
3: hope she gets lots of nice things that increase in value over time
1: because survey says
3: <laughs> <laughs> you were stupid so i saw a headline
1: on the shade room that says (laughs) iggy azalea says cultural appropriation is subjective and i had pretty much that reaction Uh. so i had to look it up there's more to the story i will fully break you okay
3: because i was like let me google this
1: so she has a new album out and um she did an interview with cosmopolitan and of course White Australian woman making rap music, cultural appropriation as a discussion is just gonna follow you until you stop doing this. Right. It just is, you know, and I'm sure she's well aware of that. Um, so they talked to her about it. They say in the interview, she thinks cultural appropriation is subjective, even though she knows that sounds like a fucked up thing to say. There's no quote here that says There's no quote here from her Mm -hmm. calling cultural appropriation um, subjective, which was my main concern. Because what she does say is uh, you could ask one person of the same race, does this affect you? And they will say yes, but another person will say no. They could be from the same place, same everything, but have different perspectives about it. Which is the truth.
3: Yes, that is true.
1: I'm still going to make the same type of music and still be ridiculous and larger than life, so I can't be that fucking sorry about it. Also, true. My whole thing was,
2: <laughs> let's
1: not say cultural appropriation is subjective because that is a very incorrect and, right. I would say, a risky statement to right. make. And so, because I do not see that in quotations here, I'm not going to ring off the right. way that I might have. <laughs> um, but what... Okay, so Iggy Azalea herself, right, is mm-hmm. so separate from what I actually want to talk about here mm-hmm. but like for what it it's worth girl you want to rap I don't even you know right y- and I don't have a problem with Iggy Azalea rapping. I'm no longer a fan. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and when I was, as I've said before, she came on the heels what? of Krayshawn, who was basically a little white <gasps> shenanigans.
3: Oh, my God. I remember that mess. What happened to her?
1: Who cares? I think she had <laughs> some kids and sat her ass down oh, somewhere. okay. Morning.
3: Well, that's valid.
1: Um, but... Yeah, if you want to make your rap music or whatever, there are people of whatever race that are going to support you just simply because they like it Mm -hmm. and you're pretty or whatever. And I think what she's saying is I'm just going to lean into that and stop having the rest of these conversations about the nuances of racism and Mm -hmm. culture and all that stuff because I simply can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not in the position to really speak about that in like uh, an intelligent way. So I'm just going to lean over Mm -hmm. and say that I got some fans that are white, black, indigo and whatever. And that's your right. But then when you report things and you say that someone called something cultural appropriation, you then create this dialogue with people who are just reading this foolishness or whatever. And... Then I see comments from people who are like, "Oh, but it's right. Cultural appropriation is subjective because you know not everybody <laughs> is bothered." By blah, 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 but blah, cultural blah.
3: Appro- appropriation doesn't mean you're bothered by it. Cultural appropriation is just the appropriation of another culture. It's just a thing that happens, right? Whether right, it it exists regardless of whether you're offended by it. Like your
1: views, I feel like people don't
3: know that on cultural <laughs> appropriation can
1: be subjective. Yes. Your feelings on the topic. Yes. It's like it's almost like saying that racism is subjective. It isn't. Racism is just, it's just
3: right. a thing. But the reactions to it are, yes, subjective because every person is different. So, so I'm like, what exactly are we doing here?
1: First of all, if I was this white woman, I would be livid. <laughs> <Because I'm like, laughs> like, I get dragged have by these niggas just because it's Monday morning. And now you got me out here <laughs> talking about I said this is shit was subjective. <laughs> like, let's not play that game at all. Because the problem I have with that is there are a lot of of black people, I mean, across different cultures, but I'm black, so I'm talking about black people Mm -hmm. who may not be offended by shit like Kylie Jenner having braids and and Elle calling it something else or whatever, or, you know, my Cyrus having finger waves and gold teeth or whatever. And I know that it's on on like the laundry list of our issues. Mm -hmm. A lot of this stuff doesn't have anywhere, uh, any business being near the top. I get that it's not that deep and whatever, whatever. (laughs) But the issue for me is that to say that it's subjective or whatever because you're not personally offended or moved by some of this stuff, I feel like you uh, you let a lot of bullshit slide through the gate. Right. Because underneath them braids and underneath them finger waves <laughs> lies a mind with, uh, with a lot of times problematic shit going on in it as it pertains to these different cultures and you're allowing them to feel like justified in their ignorance by saying shit like cultural appropriation is subjective it ain't like that don't even make sense as a sentence
3: they they probably did that for clicks for engagement and i'm sure it worked because it got people to sharing and retweeting even if they didn't actually click through and read the entire thing to see the difference like you did it at least got people interacting with their story which i'm sure was the entire point
1: and i mean like i don't know that there's anybody here that i'm actually like bothered by i don't really like i'm not offended by any of this or anyone's actions yeah. in this situation i'm just saying like at the end of the day the thing that bothered me was just this idea or there's really the discussion between people yeah. of whether or not cultural appropriation is subjective when it's just like okay words have meanings and Woo, we're through. just not even using word. them
3: the, the way, way they go right
1: here anyway right <laughs> like
3: for me it's the difference between like why are you appropriating this culture are you taking something that is like deeply religious or sacred or something and using it for your fucking plaything? are you taking braids and rebranding it as something else and selling you know products based off of your appropriation of other right. cultures and making a bunch of money of it because like for me if i see the kardashians wearing that 17 shades too dark bronzer and you know with cornrows and shit calling it they bow derrick braids and all that shit putting a
1: face over tupac's face on a t-shirt see, and shit.
3: yeah exactly that elicits a much stronger response from me than your average everyday suburban white woman coming back from her jamaican's vacation jamaica vacation <laughs> with braids you know it's like i am not going to be furious at this white woman who you know Probably it, at the end of the day, it just helped out some Jamaican woman trying to, you know, earn some fucking money. Th- and, and you know, she thought she was being cute, you know, enjoying her vacation or whatever. Like, yeah. you're not, you're not claiming that that came from somewhere else. I think you else. look silly, but what? I know. No, I think you look fucking ridiculous, Karen. <laughs> Your hair is not supposed to go like that.
2: It,
1: <laughs>
3: you had to get the beads, too. You wonder why they don't stay? Do you wonder why they don't stay? Because they're not supposed to. <laughs> but it's like you're not making any money off this you're not pretending you made it up you're not disrespecting the culture so for me cultural appropriation like when it gets offensive is when it crosses those lines you're not taking something sacred to the people and using it for your Halloween costume or your Coachella outfit or whatever
1: at the end of the day just have like you know respect and I, the issue I think for a lot of people if not most people when it comes to appropriation of culture is that we're a lot of times talking about people that are literally underneath the heel of oppression yes. every day <laughs> right. and are not, and and the people that are appropriating these parts of culture and then reframing it to make it seem that like they created it yes. or they were brave and doing right. it or whatever. It's like walking into somebody's house and taking their food out the refrigerator mm-hmm. and then shitting on their front porch <laughs> on
3: your way out. It's like, and telling everybody you made the food right <laughs> it's like well goddamn so or when you decide to be hip-hop for a couple of years of your life and then decide you're gonna go back to your white girl roots right you about, shit all over hip-hop oh, yeah, i just
1: hated hip-hop it's just so, so, so misogynistic
3: I and just, just like so sexist so i just couldn't just do like, it wrong you guys so i just had to like not like bitch please you came here you took our things you enjoyed yourself you made money off of it and now you're too good for it girl go to hell so, but, right,
1: you know, girl, your album is out or whatever, and you want to have a great white time <laughs> and rapping. I've been leaving, fucking,
3: leaving Iggy Azalea alone. You know, I don't have nothing. I just don't care. I don't, right, exactly. I don't have nothing else for that lady. It's been over as far as I'm concerned. I just, like, I associate her with the Cat Stacks era of my life. <laughs> wow. And however long ago that was. Long. <laughs> right. I don't think about neither one of them hoes no more.
1: You and your, your rapping of Floribama accent have a great time <laughs> Come like, on,
3: Florida! Bama.
1: ASAP um, Rocky is out of out of the claim. Oh, I saw that. You left a comment on <laughs> out of that dorm room. He says thank you from the bottom of my heart to all of my fans, friends, and anyone across the globe who supported me during this these last few weeks. Can't begin to describe how grateful I am for all of you. This has been a very mm, punctuation it is like okay this is okay this has been a very difficult and humbling experience i want to thank the court for all allowing me blotty and Thato.
3: oh it was three niggas locked up <laughs> yeah him right.
1: and like two of his friends right uh to return to our family and friends thanks again for all of the love and support well, good for you, sir. It was some complete bullshit that happened in the first place because we literally witnessed them right. motherfuckers antagonize and attack you only right. for you to be locked up and treated that was like garbage up. for weeks. Like, <laughs> that was fucked up. At the same time, I'm very curious to hear it. Like, um. Some of his first interviews because if they're asking the right questions, I'm very interested in the right. He answers. would be
3: smart to not interview for a long, long time. <laughs> There's no way that's gonna end well for you, then bro.
1: That nigga could <laughs> just literally go to like the strip club and the grocery store for our next year. Yeah. The next person that interviews him is gonna ask a lot.
3: Don't this. go on Apple Music, don't go on Ebro, Breakfast Club, none of that shit. Don't do no not Wendy, <laughs> nobody. Don't not talk to not nobody. <laughs> He need to just hush because anything he say is going to be used against him.
1: Um, Good for you, sir. Uh, welcome back in the things. That's it. That's all I've got this week for uh, Hot Tops. The Glory Holes <laughs> Bastards. going to take a break and then we're going to read your letters. pretty quickly and I also appreciate that it's easy to use because uh, you know this aging brain of mine in technology works parting ways which makes me sad but that's a different conversation amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast see why 4 out of 5 employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free ZipRecruiter.com slash The Read again that's ZipRecruiter.com slash The Read ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show.
0: Want to make Mom's Day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just thirty dollars.
1: We are back and it is now time for your letters.
3: Send your questions to us therita, We may just read them aloud on the show. <laughs> this first letter this week is from Anime who says Anime. Um. Yeah. When you can. We oh, can do that like as anime. Well. From, yeah. Yep. Okay. There's a fake name she gave herself. So, All right. I'm a 34 year old single black mom living in Texas. I was married for five years and have been divorced for four so far. I've been celibate for two and a half years with a few niggas on my hit list, but nothing serious. <laughs> <sighs> I met Del Ray, who is a 36 year old single childless black man on plenty of fish.
1: Del Ray.
3: It was an instant connection. We have fun together. That's another fake name that she made up. Oh, okay. We have fun together. We're both silly. My daughter likes him. We smoke weed together. And our sex life is perfect for me. Oh, I guess she was celibate. She was celibate for two and a half years. And Got then she it. was over that. Oh, okay. We don't live together. He told me he was job searching when we first met, but I didn't see it as an issue then because he was able to pay his bills and he has a degree. He had a job for 10 years <laughs> with... <sighs>
1: I, I don't even...
3: I'm not going to say with who, but it was with a sports network. And his job was to make sure the correct commercials aired for the games. He lost his job because he got high on break and aired the wrong commercial with the wrong oh, game. <laughs> Since then, he has been doing insurance sales <laughs> and playing in a band. <laughs> no, that's great. He got a job selling insurance and he was succeeding there. This because- nigga got high on his break. <laughs> Ran the wrong commercial and got that fired. That is so funny. It's like you have a job here, and it's like very important. Like there are contracts written around with commercials. This would happen to at me. what time. <laughs> <laughs> This would happen. To me.
2: Okay.
1: I'm okay. Sorry. He
3: was doing good at his job selling insurance. There was base pay and commission. He played for our. He paid for our plane tickets to see his family in Ohio for Thanksgiving. When we got back, I don't, I guess they went to Ohio to see his family for Thanksgiving. When we got back, he was released from training. And so he was no longer getting base pay, just getting paid straight commission. And he was also not cutting it because he only sold insurance to people he knew. (laughs) I didn't find out until later that this was when he started feeling financial pressure. And I felt bad because he paid for our trip to Ohio. We talked about ways he can cut his bill down, like cutting down on AT&T, cable and streaming services, getting a cheaper phone plan, getting a roommate, and job search techniques. The only advice he took was to lower his phone bill. Then there was a series. I don't hate this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Then there was a series of unfortunate events that happened this spring. His car got towed. He started doing Uber Eats and DoorDash, but was wasting gas because he has no AC and leather seats. (laughs) And I know in in Texas that is not working. (laughs) I I want to die for you. (laughs) No AC in Texas. You're not getting any rides. Wow. (laughs) His cash app was hacked, and the money his friend lent him for a bill was stolen. Is this a curse? Well. He called a random number he found online looking to speak with a Cash App customer service rep, but the number was a scam, and they hacked him once he provided his account info.
1: Oh, girl. Come on now.
3: He applied for unemployment trying to get some extra money, but of course, his his employer was notified, <laughs> so his boss deactivated his computer permissions.
2: Wow.
1: So he
3: is no longer able to give quotes or anything. This nigga tried to get on unemployment while having a job.
1: Did he also get hit by a bus, Regina George <laughs> style? Like, what else?
3: Oh, i'm sure there's more but i'm getting anxious typing all this out i was diagnosed with anxiety in 09 and i'm self-medicating with weed because i'm not on meds or seeing a therapist okay. i have maneuvered my life to dec- to decrease my stress in order to be the best parent i can be to my little one and everything was working fine until day de- until Ray's bad luck once all this started happening i was internalizing his issues and started stressing out so much that i couldn't eat eat and my cycle was even late He didn't seem too pressed to get a job. He was work. He was looking for work from home jobs, talking about he needs several streams of income so that he can be free to leave at any time. And he wants his money to work for him. I broke up with him to protect my mental health. Work. Four months later, and now I'm second guessing my choice because I'm looking at my friends and all their relationship (laughs) woes and their men are cheating on all of them. It got me thinking maybe this wasn't that bad and perhaps I should talk to somebody about managing the stress. My mother said that if I really loved him, then I would stick it out. Oh, mama, come on now, mama. I've been cheated on before, but I never dealt with a broke nigga before. <laughs> At this point, him accepted any little job. And I'm job.
1: crossing <laughs> the line. <laughs> A broke nigga. JT, JT told me what I needed to do. <laughs>
3: Him accepting any legit job with a steady paycheck would make me happy. He recently got a job selling home renovations door to door, and I know he found it on Craigslist. Is it ridiculous for me to want us to try this again? What kind of job search advice can I give him? Should I have to tell slash beg a grown man to get a job? I'm thinking this is something we can overcome together if I just get some patience with him. He said numerous times that he wants to be in me and my daughter's life. And he knows that getting a job would make me happy. It seems he wants to be a creative. He just started a podcast and I've been helping him with segment ideas it's been fun between us again and less stressful. <laughs> should is should we try again thanks anime?
1: <laughs> Why does this nigga sound like someone named Delra? <laughs> oh, right? Like I don't know. Like,
3: <laughs> right? The name fits.
1: It does. Um You know
2: <sighs>
1: Girl I've definitely had a stage in my life where I could not find a job. Like, it was probably going on close to a year
2: mm-hmm.
1: where I was filling out applications. I was applying to shit online. I was calling all over the place. Oh, I just yeah. couldn't find a job. I've been probably. there before. Um, It
3: kind of sounds like
1: he doesn't want to do... Uh, Something that might just be considered a traditional nine to five. You know what I mean? Right. He's really
3: running from a nine to five.
1: He doesn't want to go down to the mall or to like a food place or something and just apply for a job. It sounds like he's looking for jobs that give him the flexibility to still have time to do whatever the fuck he wants.
3: Exactly that.
1: And it seems like he's getting shit handled for him. So Uh, does it? (laughs) I mean he's he's laid up with a woman who's helping him come up with I mean I'm not saying bills are being paid I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) I mean I'm saying that he's in like a situation where he doesn't have to worry about being Mm -hmm. able to kick it with somebody and having somewhere to sleep right etc etc um yeah, I don't know. I've I mean, I feel like if it's more of the former I was discussing where you can see him like actively putting in the work and just nothing is turning up right. Yeah. Cause again, this nigga sounds like someone <laughs> cursed him. Like it <laughs> sounds like he pissed off a witch at a carnival or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just been a shit show. But um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like if if you see him trying and shit's just not working out, I think that that would make it easier for me to stay. But if it's just like if he seems to be more shrugging off this lack right. of a, of serious work or income, um because at the end of the day you you, you still fucking mm-hmm, he, he's that right. pussy and probably someone to watch Netflix shows with yeah. and whatever. Um He's going to need a little bit of fire up underneath that ass. Right. There isn't like a, a, not a, I don't know how to say it, but there's not like, there's, Sometimes you just gotta work. You know what I mean? Like Yes. You're sometimes not you just have to good work. For anything right. or anywhere. Yeah. But like somebody gotta be an office depot to give me this printer paper. Right. So I love fries. <laughs> I need them. You know what I mean? So like so and you need yes. to work. So <laughs> you know what I mean? And if you wanna be a creative at the same time, if you wanna start a podcast, if you wanna rap, if you wanna sing, if you wanna act, if you wanna dance, if you want to be an artiste. A writer or whatever, you can still find the time or, you know, work your schedule out in a way that you can manage that. I was working full time, going to school part time and up at 3.30 in the morning working on Kid Fury bullshit, which is, you know, part of the reason, (laughs) yay, we're here now. But do I go to bed? No. (laughs) My sleep schedule is fucked for life.
3: Yeah. See, that's true. You you keep very strange hours. (laughs) And I don't think you can help it.
1: There's nothing I can do. I've tried it all, girl. (laughs) Listen,
3: because as soon as I could quit, MTV and I was officially only doing like this show and other stuff, I got right back to my regular schedule. I was quite tired of like working around the fucking clock, like all day, every day at MTV and then coming here once a week and doing live shows and everything. It was just a fucking lot. So, I mean, but you have to. Because these bills must be paid. that's just it. Right. That's like capitalism sucks. I'm sorry. We do have to pay bills in this society. And if this 36 year old man wants to be a part of your family, he is going to have to work like what you. I would say that it would be okay for y'all to date if you weren't, first of all, the type to internalize other people's struggles and stuff which makes sense because you're close to him Mm -hmm. but we can't have you out here stressed out or even worse giving him your money because you know you have a whole ass baby out here to take care of not to mention your own damn self yep. so if you were the type to just kind of a nigga be like oh man I got fired from my job because I tried to file for unemployment while still being employed if you was like wow nigga that was dumb uh, well Starbucks is hiring they got insurance as long as you work 20 hours a week I suggest you beat feet and New get frat. on down there I'm New just frat. like learn them fraps nigga yep. or you know you could be the type where you are just like oh my god baby no and all of his stress and frustration you take into yours. right See, no let me tell you who knows that's, that. what <laughs> that's what we can't yeah, have that's what we can't have yeah i've been I'm there before too it. so
1: <laughs> i mean pretty much that i feel like uh you hit the nail on the head with the, if he wants to be a part of your family he's just he needs to seriously make that shit work a lot of niggas are able to uh, lean into this laxadaisical nature when it comes to working or whatever, taking that shit seriously. And it's usually because they have women in their lives that love them enough to make sure they good right. in one way or the next. Whether it is a uh, girlfriend, wife, mama, aunt, grandma, sister, somebody. Right. Who's or you, like, girl.
3: It'll be you. Yes, Your house he's staying in.
1: This nigga is driving me to drink smoke. <laughs>
3: All that do shit. a little
1: bit of hair on. Whatever. <laughs> but... I can't just have about You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that nigga needs to figure it out for him. Like I said, yeah. I would feel more compassionate and a, a little less pressed about it if I can literally see the effort that he's making. Right. The universe just ain't got it out for him in yeah. this moment versus him just being like, well, I mean, I don't know. And oh, yeah, I lost another job because yeah. I got high. And then. I drove the crane into somebody's truck I mean or whatever, nigga like. you
3: filed for unemployment while you still had a job did you not know that the state unemployment agency was going to contact your job <laughs> to make sure first of all that you were really not working there and secondly to find out the conditions under which you weren't working there anymore because you don't get unemployment if you get fired and I just don't <laughs> He's 36 years old. These are things he should know. And these are mistakes that I would excuse a lot more easily in a 26-year-old. Yeah. That this is...
1: The Lori Harvey age.
3: Or, yes, and especially younger because you just don't know things. But, you know, the fact that he is childless means that he can make goofy decisions like this because he's not responsible for anybody but himself. So I would say don't make him your responsibility. Yeah. You got two kids. (laughs) Girl, girl, you're going to be just like that bitch in acrimony. Mad as hell because you'd have supported a broke nigga all his life.
1: The grandmother baby.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, I don't think no, I don't think so. I I would I would let this nigga go until he shows that he is ready to make the sacrifices that you have to make if you want to have a creative career and you aren't born right. rich. Mm-hmm. This is literally what we all had to do. <laughs> All of us. Every single creative who wasn't born rich has a man. I was working two, three jobs coming home and Bitch. practicing my piccolo. <laughs> Everybody has this story.
1: I didn't know how I was going to blank. because yes.
3: I was selling no plasma money, for gas money. No idea. <laughs> we all know the struggle. So he has to get acquainted with it as well
1: right if he's just out here farting around just being like whatever because at the end of the day he got pissy you probably feed him (laughs) whatever the fuck else (laughs) nah somebody's gonna have to light that match underneath both cheeks right and say nigga you 36 yes and um i don't know (laughs) if you know this or not but i'm an adult raising a, a baby and so stability it's an important thing right you have none of it
3: yes exactly that do not let your emotions get wrapped up in this man who don't have a job Okay, amen. Let's move on. (laughs)
1: I love that. They got a moment of silence.
3: Because I need you to internalize that. Take that in, beloved. (laughs) Take it in and keep it deep within. All right. That's what she said. (laughs) Alrighty. What's really? the next one? Are you Are you serious? All right. <laughs> okay. Our next question comes from Amber who says, My girlfriend and I moved into a new apartment in Brooklyn last month. Yeah. We have a cute little balcony attached to the bedroom and we are daily weed smokers, so we be out
1: there. Absolutely I know where this is going.
3: Our apartment is on the seventh floor, which is pretty high up, and we thought it was perfect because out of sight, out of mind, and we don't have to worry about offending the pedestrians as they walk by. The other day after I finished smoking my after work J on my balcony, I heard a knock at the door and it was my upstairs neighbor. She introduced herself and then (laughs) told me that she knows we smoke on our balcony and that's okay, but that the building is quote shitty and the smoke still comes into her apartment through the windows. And she has a three month old so she can still smell it.
1: So it's not okay.
3: She then goes on and on about how bad she feels coming down here and saying over and over. I'm so sorry. I just feel so bad to complain because she used to smoke and she knows everyone does these days. But now she has a baby and would have to move them into a different room, et cetera. I'm freshly high at this point and very uncomfortable with confrontation and being combative. So I just said, "Okay, thanks for letting me know. my girlfriend on the other hand is the complete opposite and says she would have shut the door in her face if she was here and i should have told her straight up that this is my apartment and i can do whatever i please i'm sorry you have a three-month-old i I would not could have left that out <laughs> I know you guys are regular weed smokers, both living in apartments. And I remember Crystal damn. mentioning she has a balcony. So how would you go about this situation? She also mentioned that she doesn't want to go to the super or to management to complain, which to me says that she absolutely will if we continue to smoke on our balcony. Yeah, does. I really do not want problems with management a month after moving into this place. Right. P.S. We both work full time jobs, and we are not in our apartment for at least ten hours throughout the day during the week. So it's not an all day situation. Every day, yes, but not all day. And yes, she was white. About eighty percent of this building is white. It's uh, brand new and uh, not even a year old. So typical gentrification.
1: Yep. Been there.
3: Thanks. What name did I give her? Amber.
1: Yeah. Um Wow girl. Well <laughs>
3: <laughs> This is a pickle.
1: <laughs> it is. I wouldn't have slammed the door in her face. You know, I can totally see the disingenuous white woman. I just I'm so, so I I just I'm so you know, sorry. I, right, or one of the I'm so sorry. sorry. I hate right. that. But I prefer that over the aggressive judgmental. Right. You know, I I'll I'll take that. Uh, instead. Am I going to continue to smoke on the balcony? Personally, me, I know I'm not. I know that I am not going to continue to do it. At that point, I would probably pick a room in the house and smoke in there and just try my best to keep the smell in. Or
3: And then you're gonna get a complaint from somebody in the building saying, um, so sorry, but our rooms have the same vent or whatever the fuck. And they upset because you smoking in that room.
1: Well then at that point, I'm dealing with management. (laughs) Or you know what I'm saying? And um uh, working on figuring out where I'm about to
3: move. Right. Well, I would say first check your lease because mine explicitly says that smoking is allowed. Right. And so, I mean, it doesn't say cigarettes or weed. It doesn't specify. But mm-hmm. I took that to mean any combustion is allowed. And so I do <laughs> what I want. <laughs> and I have had people like complain about that before. The, them wretched ass white people that used to live across the hall from me. They used to bitch about every thing right and i sent them a email right back saying well i signed this lease because i saw this specific thing but you know i am not trying to be a bad neighbor i will you know make certain adjustments am i gonna stop smoking weed altogether no because honestly it's not my fault you have a three-month-old i'm not gonna say that because i don't consider three-month-olds to be like a punishment (laughs) Right. right but if the if you're telling me well it gets into this one room where my baby sleeps and I would have to move my baby to another room, I would say, well, wheel that nigga into another room. Like, I I feel like you are the one who needs to be making the adjustments here. Because again, like, and because this is New York City, I also know that it's not a whole lot you can do. What you gonna do, call NYPD and tell them you smell weed in your building? Is that what you gonna do? All right, let me know when they get here. It's also been decriminalized here. And so as long as you have less than an ounce, it's like... Like you're,
2: maybe you can
3: get a ticket? Maybe. And like by then, by the time NYPD actually makes it out to your building, you're going to be done smoking weed. It's like a, she going to have to get over it type of situation because ultimately it's very little she can do about it. You're
1: very it. right. You know, weed, especially in this city, is one of those things where it's just like you figure out what the maneuver right. is and then you just do what needs right. to be done. If you
3: lived in a red state, I would have a totally different advice.
1: <laughs> right. Very. But- <laughs> This is definitely one of those places where I've realized, um, and I haven't actually smoked in years at this point. Like, I just oh, stick yeah. to vaping and edibles oh, just right, you for have. my own health. Yeah. But um, a lot, if not most of this city's uh, residents don't care like they'll smell weed somewhere or whatever and it's just one of the many smells you deal with moving about New York City right I prefer the smell of weed over most of the others um,
3: just about all of the others I mean <laughs> most of them are really bad
1: every now and then I'll smell pizza or Chinese food or something and like that nice and that's bread. always quite nice bread is a good one
3: mm-hmm.
1: Um, but like the
3: the, the urine smells, of a very dehydrated can, person <laughs>
1: The smells you can count on, Every you know,
3: other
1: block. are pretty much yes. piss, mm-hmm. shit,
3: gasoline, gasoline, <laughs> maybe um, sewage, bullet casings, random massive piles of trash on the sidewalk. Oh yes, that's one. That's definitely <laughs> yes. a solid one. There's a lot. New York City frequently does not smell good, and so <laughs>
1: weed at that point is potpourri. <laughs>
3: it's like spray this throughout my home
1: even when it's not my weed or whatever and I mean obviously I enjoy weed myself so the smell itself is never going to bother me Mm -hmm. but I think that a lot of people just smell it and they're just like, oh, somebody's smoking weed. Yeah. But when you're talking about the place where you live and this lady having a baby or whatever, it's really like an up to you thing. You know, you sound more like me. It is in Brooklyn. (laughs) (laughs) You sound more like me and that I would probably try to find a compromise on my end. Your girlfriend on the other sounds much more (laughs) like Chris. That's right. (laughs) Who would be like bitch
3: I actually said whoever got a problem tell them to come knock on my fucking door I didn't fertilize no (laughs) eggs like I don't
1: that's not my baby you clearly have another room you can wheel the baby into so what are we talking about here um (laughs) I mean (laughs) I think it's entirely up to you like if you want to smoke on your fucking balcony smoke on your fucking balcony, bro. Yeah. Like, it's really, it, that is what it is. Um, but if you don't, if you want to compromise, if you just can't stand the thought of smoking out on this balcony with a baby, whatever, upstairs, then you can do one of several, or one of a few things. Like I said, you can try doing it in uh, inside somewhere if you even want to do that. I know a lot of people don't, but as Crystal said, you then run the risk of someone being like, oh, the event's probably the same woman, to be honest <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, probably since it sound like you live right underneath her.
1: Or you might have to leave the building itself, or leave your apartment anyway. I don't know if you go to your roof, or go downstairs, or some shit I like that not to going do to it. Move to
3: smoke weed
1: or vape.
3: Right now, that's true. You can also switch to vaping and edibles. I actually have not smoked very much in the past like month or so, just because I was sick for a while, and I don't smoke when I'm sick. And mm-hmm. then it was just kind of like, hmm, kind of breathing a little better and I have lots of other ways of getting high. Yeah. But if I want to smoke a J I'm going to do that.
1: That's the thing like I only vape because I don't like to be sick and smoking makes me sick but if I could,
2: <laughs> oh,
1: I would. there's nothing like. And I've had, yeah. I've tried all kinds of different vaporizers. I can still get just as high as I need to be with a vape, and that's nice. But there's just something more relaxing, in my yeah. opinion, oh, man. with smoking. It is. Um, but you know, I want to live. I got things I'd like to do. <laughs> right. So whatever. Um, it doesn't
3: make me sick but if I am sick it makes it a lot worse so yeah facts. I just have not been doing it very much here lately and not really missing it but if I choose to have a J I will yeah I would probably be like look sis you got a few options here and uh, best of luck to you (laughs) that's probably what I would do after I reviewed my lease and remembered that I live in New York City so
1: Maybe if she's not pretending to be sweet, you could be like, so, sis, I get off of work at about five. And so, my after work joint starts at mm-hmm. about six. Yeah. So, you can expect probably <laughs> right. around this time frame yes. for about an hour or so. Just That's take the better. baby, yeah, you know, to another into room. another room. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Breastfeed, Whatever. And- <laughs> <laughs> and I don't just, think that's
3: asking I don't think actually feel like that's a very fair thing to offer I think so too yeah. especially if
1: you're it's pretend, the neighborly thing to do if you're at least saying right. that you're coming from this place of I totally get it and I used to smoke weed and I'm not trying to stop you from getting yeah. your life if that's the case then okay well let's both compromise mm-hmm. because I want to get high And you want your baby not to get
3: high? I mean, how bad is weed smoke for a three month old anyway? If it's got to travel all the way up to another apartment, it's pretty not good. But I don't think that baby is catching a contact you know it's it's not close enough to catch a contact
1: I'm this is traveling across balconies from those facts to <laughs> even play
3: that game I'm just saying I would be like I mean and it's probably relaxing his ass you welcome <laughs> shit I bet his little ass is calm as fuck too you Timothy are welcome has
1: not cried <laughs> 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 three weeks I mean it's astonishing um, yeah girl but yeah I think that that's probably another great idea <laughs> I mean I think that we sort of like run front down the list every option <laughs> but yeah I, I think the one I would go with is being like hey girl this is usually my yeah, time frame
3: that's a great one
1: and um, that's the lot so just so you know this is when you you can, can walk
3: you can work around our schedules yes. and then you know we'll try not to go outside of that for for your baby's consideration.
1: You're welcome. Because I'm sure whoever lives below you knows that you smoke. And if there's anybody <laughs> like, it's like to your side, mm-hmm. I'm sure that they know as well. Yeah. This one particular person is, is saying something. And again, they're saying it from a place of like empathy. Yeah. Real or not. And so I would totally take advantage of that. Yeah. Let's make up a compromise, girl, because what I'm going to. It's it smoke. smoke,
3: right. And I ain't had no issues since them hating ass white people moved out. So I tend to believe it's more them than it is it's, me.
1: <laughs> yeah, because there's, there's always someone who is like deeply affected by any old goddamn thing right. that's going on in their building that's not coming from their apartment.
3: Right. But like you live in New York City so you're going to have to get used to some things.
1: Honestly, if you don't wake me up out of my sleep, I have no beef with you. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
3: like As that's
1: long as true. I can rest, I don't really give a fuck. That
3: is true. As and long as I am not being <laughs> roused, I am just fine.
1: Well, the first time I smelled weed in my last building and in this one, I was like, okay, cool. So we're all on the same page. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, same thing with like like neighbors having a party or maybe yeah. having a loud day with their friends playing music or whatever. I'm like, okay, so when I do that, I know yeah, that we're, we're all, all good. on the
3: same page. We all have friends, great.
1: But there's always <laughs> that one who just doesn't want anyone. Who's like,
3: to it's after anything. 10 p.m. and I can still hear the TV. Oh my god, bitch! So can I go later? I and we live in New York City. Like, unless you have your own fucking penthouse or something you are going to hear other people in your building because
1: all these walls are made out of downy (laughs) and
3: we all live two feet away from each other so So. (laughs) all right last question comes from Kately, who says i'm a teacher at a school in the south and i am also the only white northerner in the building
2: god bless you
3: all the students and the other teachers are black I've been here a couple years and I love it. I get along with my coworkers, and I'm friends with a couple of them. We hang out when we have free time during the day, go to each other's parties and know a lot about each other's lives. I even got to be the token white friend at the get out viewing party. Fun. <laughs> we talk openly about race and equity issues a lot and we're on the same page about almost all topics except the LGBT community. All of my coworkers are homophobic to some degree. Some are cool with their gay cousin, but refuse to let their students read a book about, say, a boy who wants to take a ballet class. A few others take it to the extreme and say things (sighs) in front of the kids, like beating their sons if they caught him being feminine. I talked to my friends at work about it, who tend to be on the homophobia light side. And they explained how they see masculinity as important for the black family. I don't really associate with white Southerners, just other Northern transplants. So I don't know how they act. But in the community I'm from up north, teachers doing or saying these things, especially to white kids, would have ended up on the news. It breaks my heart when students. It breaks my heart when students are scolded for gay behavior by teachers who I know love them and want the best for them. Even the ones who take it too far still would do anything for their kids. Uh-oh. I also don't want to criticize what I can't fully understand. <laughs> <laughs> she put in parentheses, nobody seems to care that half the girls on the eighth grade basketball team are dating each other. So I'm a little lost. And minding my own <laughs> business. they probably good. And minding my own business solves 70% of my problems. But I'm wondering where is the line that I, where, I'm wondering where the line is that I need to say something. Thanks, Kaylee.
1: I think the line for me would be the moments where they're saying homophobic things in front of these students. Yeah. Because... Gay behavior is literally none of their business. It shouldn't be on anybody's um, curriculum Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So your opinion on the sexual identity or orientation Mm -hmm. of any of this student? any of these students is so irrelevant and i don't know why you're even discussing it much less discussing it in front of them mm-hmm. that is the moment where me myself i uh, <laughs> would <laughs> speak up and be like okay so this is what we're not gonna do right and if you are gonna do it you better make sure that i'm not in you know right. earshot. or shot because this is fucked up like what the fuck is your problem
3: uh, well they don't care about the girls being gay because this is more of a distaste for femininity in men than it is about being against homosexuality in its entirety it's more about being disgusted by what they think are feminine traits or qualities in boys and it, so
1: because they equate femininity to weakness
3: yes exactly which is exactly. why they have
1: this this
3: it's important for idea. the black family oh bullshit. my god
1: hop off my dick Are you <laughs> fucking, i'm so tired of that fucking yeah. narrative are you kidding me for Go ahead.
3: And pressing this whole masculinity thing is also very damaging because not only are you hurting the feminine presenting boys or non-binary children or whatever else, there are also plenty of straight boys who just don't run around acting like that fake macho bullshit. Like if you would let those kids be kids, you would see that a lot of them have like creative interests and other academic interests that people told them was not okay because that was gay shit or sissy shit or for girls or whatever else. It's just like y'all are y'all are doing this to these kids and just like we said last week your words aren't going to stop somebody from being gay if they are all you're going to do is teach them that it's not okay to talk to you about it or that they need to stifle who they are in order to make other people happy all you're doing is creating miserable people people who will grow up to be miserable adults
1: and sometimes miserable violent adults
3: yeah. And sometimes that because people take all that shit and they internalize it. And then depending on what else is going on in their life, you just really don't know how that will go. So Especially I agree. Black like, right. I agree that the line is saying this shit in front of the kids and even the ones who are like, oh, it's cool. But you can't read a book about ballet. That's not OK. You cannot tell a little boy that is not OK for him to read a book about is what is in the book that is so offensive for a child. Any child. Like what? Clearly nothing because it's in a fucking school. Right. Like (laughs) Like so I understand but I do also understand that like as the only white teacher and the only white northerner, and you're a northerner on top of that, you probably feel like it is really not your place (laughs) to be telling these black people about how they doing something wrong. But Honey,
1: that has nothing to do with race. Right. It has nothing to do with race. This has
3: nothing to do well. This has to do with with race in regards to the whole uh the black family needs more strong black men, dah da that bullshit that a lot of people believe. But even if she,
1: the the person who wrote this letter, mm-hmm. agreed with that, it's still completely irrelevant to for what we talked right, about. Exactly. Which is that even if that is your opinion and you feel like, you know, gay men are feminine leaning men are, you know, the the reason for all of the yeah. suffering and whatever. Even if that's how the fuck you feel. Right. That is something that your motherfucking ass can go and say at TGI Fridays on Wednesdays or whatever, whatever day where they got, you right. know, half off drinks. That's not for you to be saying to kids. Right. In a school space. And just as somebody Ooh, that's so wrong. who is queer, who grew up, obviously, through this very same thing. Right. All it does is create. More of this feeling of being in like being trapped in this institution where you can't be yourself, you don't know, um, when you can like express yourself uh, naturally or if you can, um, <clears throat> because you're afraid of not only how other students, like your peers, are going to treat you, but also what adults are going to right. say about it. So you just go basically feeling like a shadow and hoping that that matches and nobody even really draws any attention to you or nothing draws any attention to you because of dumb shit like this when really it's none of your fucking business.
3: Yeah. So I would say that, and I know it's got to be hard, but think about really sticking up for those kids as opposed to, um, you know, the awkwardness that you'll be putting yourself in as a white woman. And to be honest, It may fall on ears that totally don't want to hear it, but you may also get a couple of them to realize, like, damn, this is fucked up what I'm doing to these kids. You know, like, damn, I really need to not act like that or whatever. But if they bold enough to say I would beat my gay son in front of a classroom full of students, that lets me know the administration and whoever else ain't going to do shit about that if you even do report them like that's because I can't see a teacher feeling free to say something like that unless they know the principal got their back. And if you go to the school board, they ain't going to have a problem with it either. Mm-hmm. It may be a you can probably live in a town or a county where everybody's fucking like homophobic. And so everybody would be like, oh, well, and that ain't no problem. Right. So I would just. Yeah. I would probably, if you can find some statistics and stuff about like suicide rates for LGBTQ kids and how much of an impact teachers have on their lives. Good luck with that
1: shit. I mean I'm checking you. Like on site, I don't give a fuck. I'm checking you. Because yes, I understand that somebody is probably gonna try and spice you up because you're the white woman or whatever. But as I said, that shit ain't got nothing to do with race. You're not commenting on race. And you're really not even commenting on your personal opinion about sexuality as much as you're commenting about being or creating a positive and and comfortable environment. It's bad enough. These kids got to worry about somebody just walking into the school and shooting all of their asses. You know what I mean? At least like focus on creating an environment where these kids, regardless of who they are, how they express themselves uh, or what they're going to turn up like in 20 years, that they can just feel safe to be you know that's all that it has nothing to do with race or anything else barely I mean it's not that it barely has anything to do with sexuality but it just doesn't even have anything to do with sexuality as much as it does shutting your motherfucking ass up and leaving these goddamn babies alone (laughs) that's it that's it like where the fuck do you even get off bitch Uh, please
3: okay well that as well and you know good luck uh, scrounging up the courage to have this conversation but it's very important so I hope you keep that in mind while you are doing so
1: maybe she can also create something in her own like spaces in the, <clears throat> spaces in the school mm. that is like anti that. Yeah. Maybe she can have moments or something that she can do with right. her students to sort of combat that energy that's being put out that's by whoever a, the That's another else. really good point. Because there's no promise that you're going to get to it. You're not going to change any of these people's minds yeah. about anything. You're just going to call them out for something and force them to think about it by using those words. Yeah. But I think that I, I would do both.
3: Yeah. Let the kids know that one white lady who teach social studies. Yeah. You know, you need to, to talk. <laughs> right. right. You know where Miss Apollonia's class is. You're going to, you know, Apologna. where her room is. I just came up with that. Yep, But. I'm just saying, you know, identify yourself as a safe place, maybe. And good luck, because this just sounds like a shitty situation all around. need it. They do. They need it.
1: More than your ungrateful, stupid, (laughs) ashy knuckle fucking ass. (laughs) 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 Fucking jaded (laughs) bastards.
3: All right. I'm so
1: tired of people. (laughs)
3: Right? Okay. That wraps up the questions this week. Send yours to asktheread at gmail.com. I know a lot of y'all have been asking about the couch. It will be back very soon for a special episode. More on that later. But okay.
0: Uh, We'll be right back. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.
1: Okay, so it is now time for the read.
3: It is.
1: So I... Don't know that this is going to take me too long, but I just have two wide excuses <laughs> that I want to okay. address. First, uh, Kevin McCarthy can go fuck himself, uh, a house minority leader for the Republicans. Oh, I believe.
3: Oh, my God. Yes.
1: <laughs> so <clears throat> this guy uh, basically blamed uh these recent mass shootings and mass shootings gun violence in the country altogether mm. um on video games this has been an excuse that politicians in this country have been using yeah. for like over 20 years at this point uh everybody knows i'm a gamer you know, so I, I take this incredibly personally past, you know, people just being shot for no reason. Um, so, yeah, I have to give two uh, black American middle fingers to Mr. Kevin McCarthy. Here's the thing, Kevin. Y'all have been doing this bullshit since like the mid 90s with the whole ESRB thing right. and trying to blame gun violence on shit like Doom and I don't know, Call Falidious. of Duty and Falidious. whatever the fuck else, Mortal Kombat. Uh, Columbine was another moment where it was like, oh my goodness, these video games are the reason that. Any old body can just find an AK and do whatever the fuck they want to with it. Yes, people, everyone, everyone, it's actually um, Pokemon. That's the problem, girls. (laughs) I think I touched a bit last week on how exhausted I am with the dancing around blatant clear facts. We've been doing this particular video game dance for far too long, and still not even nearly as Most long my life. as some of your other fuck shit excuses mm-hmm. when it comes to racism, or really just doing anything right. <laughs>
2: or you know, like caring.
1: Um the thing is, there have been numerous, I'm talking about countless yeah. studies. From researchers, scientists, scholars, professors that show that there is no connection between violent video games and real world violence. I mean... The proof is in, like, a long, stale pudding. Like, right. it's it's in a pudding that would kill you if you ate it. It's like, we're so, <laughs> why are we still fucking talking about this shit? Because y'all know that at the end of the day, you're not going to stand up to the NRA. You're not going to do what actually needs to be done. You don't need to, you don't want to put the focus in the places that it needs to be. Because then you would piss off uh, all of the people. That you know you want or need for your own purposes. Yes. Um, you know that when it comes down to campaigning and somebody asks you about mass incarceration or even just today or whatever, you can just blame it on video games because when you need to go out and get these votes together, most of the people that you're talking to are not going to be giving a fuck about these. Like, people are not out here lobbying for the gaming industry like that. Yes. Um, <laughs> past that, you. Want to be able to let, like, the NRA and all of these other pro gun law folks right off into the clear while also then taxing video games because guys the real problem here is crash bandicoot and so if we (laughs) make that shit more expensive it will deter shoot like first of all you're not going to get people to stop playing video games and i read a study that said like 70 percent of the country plays video games most of that number is people playing on their their phones or whatever yeah But you know that this is another thing that you can, you know, crank some bullshit taxes out of and make some coins off of the back of tragedy, knowing good and goddamn well what the actual issues are.
3: The guns. It's the guns and it's the hate.
1: Let me talk about how uh, video games are not uh, a form of media that is exclusive to this nation. (laughs) They play them everywhere. Japan has tons of video games. You know what I mean? The same video games that you're bringing up are talking about being too violent globally, much like a lot of these violent films and TV and stuff like that. You know why Japan and all these other countries don't have uh, the same rate or stats when it comes to gun violence and mass shooting as America does? I don't know. Maybe it's because here you can just walk your ass into a fucking Walmart past a fucking Cinnamon Toast Crunch and then go and buy an assault rifle like it's a rotisserie chicken. And it's all good and then just go and do whatever the fuck you want to i just don't know why when are we going to get on track right what needs to be done or said yes to cut the bullshit you have this woman candace keller from ohio this bitch candace is a, a rep for uh ohio obviously Republican she decides to get on Facebook and say, after every mass shooting, the liberals start the blame game. Why not place the blame where it belongs? And then she basically goes down a list of everything like an extreme conservative would think is wrong with America Mm -hmm. as the reason for these mass shootings. Starting with the breakdown of the traditional American family, which she then puts in parentheses, thank you transgender, homosexual marriage, and drag queen advocates. So honey, if you caught up on the last season of Drag (laughs) Race, you are the reason that people are getting shot up honey she goes on to then say like to, to mention uh, fatherlessness the ignoring of violent video games oh my god uh obama <laughs> i'm not making this up um, oh god totally ignoring the importance of god in the church what um and one of my favorites snowflakes who can't accept a duly elected president
3: we're not the ones out here shooting people. Y'all are.
1: Are you a fucking dumbass?
3: Yes, they are fucking dumbasses. Even
1: your own party's chair of the state <laughs> called for your resignation, <laughs> saying that your comments were unjustifiable. Because that's what the fuck they are, Candace. You fucking idiot.
3: You Marjorie Dursley looking ass God bitch. Damn. She looked like Aunt Marge, and she's the representative of her people. They chose her. So she's not the only one who thinks that stupid shit. Like,
1: what the fuck? Are y'all, at this point, you might as well just start blaming these extreme tragedies and disasters yeah. and all of this other toxic American bullshit on oh, just any old thing let's just mm-hmm. you know blame it on uh, uh, Peanuts right. the comic strip and perhaps I, I don't know uh, Voss Water uh, sure uh, the Aurora Borealis <laughs> and let's just start picking things yeah. randomly like I just did mm-hmm. and saying it's that cause that's exa- like what difference is that than than drag queen right.
3: advocates are you fucking serious Bitch. I don't understand how we have these shootings and y'all don't connect every time that it's some white boy with some level of hatred with access to a semi-automatic weapon. It's like that is literally it. And maybe not always white. But overwhelmingly, it is. But every single time, that is the problem. And yet, y'all will bend over backwards and contort yourselves to make it about anything else. It is literally those things.
1: You ever seen somebody, like, trying to walk their dog and the dog is not moving? Yes. And you, like, are tugging on that leash. And they're just like, bitch.
3: I'm not going anywhere.
1: I fully know... I can see where we're going. Um, <laughs> I know the purpose of this journey as I'm well. I'm not doing it. But I'm not going to you do it. You think
3: I'm going to that doctor, and I I'm not.
1: won't budge. I'm not going to. And
3: that's like... You think I don't see that pill in that slice of cheese. I'm not eating it. Get it away from me. We're
1: not in the times that a lot of you white folk, I'm sure, miss indescribably, where you can like spout this bullshit. right. And and successfully dance around the real issues we're in a time now where the actual truth is in (laughs) our faces whether we want it to be there or not I don't give a fuck if you follow like a bunch of niggas just talking about love and hip hop you are going to see the truth somewhere online at some point because people are retweeting or people are on their their IG living like you we have so much access yes. to the real shit that people have been saying long and long and long before the internet and shit so it's just incredibly just uh it's so daunting and tiring and just the fucking worst to see grown as 60 70 80 year olds white people yes gi- like giving us complete clear utter bullshit mm-hmm. we have to please pay attention do your voting girls because like there just need to, all across the board mm-hmm. because there just have to be more people who are going to cut out this bullshit cancerous ass these excuses yes. that we keep going over because it's like every time there's one of these shootings which is quite often if you have every few days really People on every side are saying the same things that they said the last time and the time before that and the time before that and the time before that. At what point does something get done? And what does what what needs to be done? Not only for us to have action, but before we even get there, because before we can get there, what needs to be done for you all to stop saying this dumb bullshit and using all of these cockamamie ass excuses to get away with your fuckery?
3: I would love to know. Pokemon Go ain't got nothing to do with this. You know how many Pokemon I have personally caught? And never once thought... You know what I really need to do? Take this further. And
1: I know like I'm being an asshole. I know that they're specifically talking about violent video games, but again, honey, they just want to be able to tax video games. So Pikachu about to be like 30% more right. than what he's worth so they can take more money from people yeah. who are really have nobody that's going to defend them at the front lines right. like that except people who actually work in the gaming industry and gaming fans perhaps. But I mean, if you could just choke niggas out on the street, <laughs> if you can I saw a I saw a quote from someone who said that Sandy Hook was the moment that I think a lot of us realized oh so nothing is going to be yep, done about never. this ever nope. because if y'all didn't give a fuck then and you clearly did not right the Parkland situation was damn near identical yeah
3: slightly so, older kids that's it
1: and you're trying to blame drag drag queen av- advocates Obama recreational marijuana right. and video games and shit meanwhile in Texas they're loosening up these gun laws even further <sighs>
3: And the asshole posted a manifesto about how much he hates these brown people. He deliberately went from Dallas to El Paso so he could target as many Latinos as possible. This was calculated. It was based in racism and xenophobia, and he had access to all these fucking weapons. You can blame video games, and then anybody with half a brain cell could say, but video games are in every fucking country, and we are the only ones who have these kinds of events happening. And it's not like it's closed, like. close to some other country the next closest country to us has had three three mass shootings this year we have had i think 252 so i mean (laughs) and that's not even counting all the shootings that don't count as mass shootings like i think at least five people have to die or something for it to be i don't know how what the exact threshold is but the point being america the fact that you can look at all this and not say there's a gun problem not issue there's a gun problem there's a gun crisis in this country it's just it's like even when white people die they don't give a fuck even <laughs> even when white people die they do not give a fuck <coughs> exactly and it's like the same shit with the kids at Sandy Hook it's like yes Sandy Hook don't. wasn't no majority black school or nothing <laughs> it wasn't like cause y'all really wouldn't have gave a shit then y'all really wouldn't have I just don't know what it's going to take and how
1: to how to cater to my own mental health. Yeah. Seeing shit like this, man. And I I mean, I think that we know like the real ins and outs of this and like why certain uh politicians or people in power are so pro guns and assault rifle and whatever, like, and what all of that means in the NRA yeah. flipping over backwards. Cause they get all of these gun laws passed and all this other shit. But it's like, <laughs> it's just the insult yep. to the injury and these excuses. Like you're like even Republicans told this Candace Heffa, like, sweetie, now's not the time. So
2: wrong.
1: Now's not the time. The bodies aren't cold, girl, and nobody knows what you're talking about. So delete that shit and log off. Right. Fucking dumbasses. Oh. <sighs> well, I, I I think I covered all of that. I'm sorry,
3: I'm America. I'm sorry for all of us. I'm it not. Be, it could be any of us at any point in time.
1: I feel sorry for a lot of us. This place is a shit-all.
3: It is. <laughs> it is. I would rather God's, go be with the races who don't have these guns. God, to be native. <laughs> and just be like, look what you, look. you, we look were what you did to our land. We were. Fine. You ruined it. You literally destroyed it. This <laughs> <It> sucks. <sighs> okay. Well, this week I am cussing out a man named Stephen Ross. Stephen Ross, um faced some backlash on the internet today when it came out that he is hosting a fundraiser for Donald Trump's re-election campaign. Right, Stephen Ross is an American billionaire. He founded and is the majority owner of the related companies that is a real estate firm, and they uh, have assets in excess of fifty billion dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> big 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 things doing yeah. lots of very big things they um this hudson yards shit is him too yep <laughs> so not only does related companies owns on equinox which owns soul cycle this man that also hurt. has his hands in lots of other shit including the hard rock stadium tom warner center dolphins. here in new york city the miami dolphins pure yoga blink fitness so not just those of us paying for equinox memberships but also those I of you blink was
1: under the clicking in thing. at
3: blink yeah. Hudson yards like you said and god only knows how many more so so money extremely long here
1: 7.7
3: billion it don't make no sense how rich this white man is so it came out today that he was hosting this fundraiser for trump later this week a hundred thousand dollars per ticket to get in i think a quarter million dollars will get you a picture with trump or some shit sounds absurd when photoshop is free but okay (laughs) i just don't get that but you know a fool and his money are soon parted um And, you know, people were pretty pissed because they don't want their dollars going to somebody who is going to. Then turn around. Right. So honestly, at first when I heard this, I was like, oh, you mean a very rich white man is supporting Donald Trump? Right. What? Like, (laughs) and you mean somebody who has his hands in all these businesses is supporting Trump? What? Yeah, I would venture to say most businesses probably do have people at the very top or the founders who support Donald Trump. So I wasn't even really going to do this until... He spoke up and tried to defend himself.
2: (sighs) That's
1: where a lot of people go around. This
3: is where he went wrong. Because at first I was like, of course, a a white American billionaire is a fucking Trump supporter. You just hate
1: to see who it is. Yeah, right.
3: exactly. This man... (laughs) issued um, this statement talking about I've always been an active participant in the democratic process. While some preferred to sit outside and criticize, I prefer to engage directly and support the things I deeply Girl. care about. Side note, somebody did the research. I think 93 percent of his donations have gone to Republicans. He did something very similar for Jeb Bush uh, back when that failure was happening back in the day. So, um, <laughs> again, You know, he's staying in with what he's usually done. I've known Donald Trump for 40 years, and while we agree on some issues, we strongly disagree on many others, and I've never been bashful about expressing my opinions. I started my business with nothing, and a reason for my engagement with our leaders is my deep concern for creating jobs and growing our country's economy. I'm sure that the issues you and Donald Trump agree on are related to taxes and how y'all shouldn't have to pay them. hello. You said you started your business with nothing. You actually started it with a loan from your mama, very similarly to how Donald Trump started his with a loan from his father. Now, granted, your mom only gave you 10000 And I have to say, you really did something with that 10000
1: I mean, you really
3: did. You a, flipped that shit. A lump sum. <laughs> but to say, <laughs> to say that you have always so he also said that he's always been an outspoken champion of racial equality inclusion diversity and environmental sustainability and those things won't change he still feels very strongly about these things he has a nonprofit called the rosh initiative initiative in sports for equality and their mission statement is allegedly to educate and empower the sports community to eliminate racial discrimination champion social justice and improve racial relations My nigga, sir, there is no way that you can claim to be about that. You can't claim to be about racial equality and eliminating discrimination and finding justice and like... (laughs) You cannot claim to be about those things while also hosting a $100,000 a ticket fundraiser for a man who is doing everything he can to do the exact fucking opposite.
1: Make it make sense.
3: And I don't care that if y'all agree on some things and strongly disagree on others, you are campaigning to get this man reelected, meaning that even though you claim to give a shit about eliminating discrimination, you also are still paying and giving a platform to a man who is who has put the battery in so many people's backs and has been the reason that so many hate crimes have increased in this country over the past couple of years.
1: What I hear is you hate me.
3: Thank you. What I hear is my taxes went so low this year that I am doing everything I can to get that motherfucker back in my don't bed. care about it. <laughs> Not at all. And what's really crazy is like with this seven, eight billion dollar net worth, you can easily pay your taxes probably a thousand times over. But you're just so goddamn greedy that you don't want to. That's what's killing me about this. That's what kills me about everybody who has billions, much less millions. It's not like the tax bill is going to like end your life it's not like oh my god how will i ever pay this this is so unfair i only made thirty thousand dollars and have a three hundred million dollar tax bill that's not what happens you can afford that that ain't shit to somebody with a net worth in the multiple billions i don't so anyway everybody's been very mad um Equinox and SoulCycle both put out statements saying, um, you know, this man is a passive investor at best and we don't endorse this shit that's going on. Our community is all about equality and all this. I, I don't know about SoulCycle in particular, but I know like as an Equinox member during Pride Month, they partnered with lots of like black and Latina LGBT people to do stuff related to pride. And I actually felt proud of them for that. Like, you know how they have the little videos and stuff that play on that screen that shows you what all is happening at Equinox that day. They had all the girls like, um, like, I don't even know. I don't even know. Like duck walking and shit. It was like all the events that they had were, um, were like hosted by black and brown trans people and LGBTQ people. It was like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, right. I was like, okay, so I understand, you know, it's hashtag pride or whatever, but I'm also very glad that y'all went to where it came from and didn't just go hire a bunch of rich white gays to come facilitate all your LGBTQ programming. So I was like, I actually believe that Equinox and SoulCycle think that they're saying something valid here. I do think you think that, but The point remains that the man owns these brands. And so you can try to distance yourself as much as you want to. We still know talking about and it's our policy that company funds don't go to any political fundraiser. It don't have to be direct company funds. The man gets money from these businesses, period. We know it's his money. We know that, but it's coming from us, so people are mad. Like, I'm sure that they're just trying to run damage control. And I feel for the people. I feel for the people at Equinox and SoulCycle who are like, I just came to work. Yeah, I just came to fucking work. I don't. I did not come here for this dumb shit. I did not come here to have to deal with this bullshit. But this is the same man who, back when Trump was making a whole big deal about Colin Kaepernick and the the kneeling thing, he was one of the owners who like spoke up for Trump and said, you know, definitively the dolphins will stand during the national anthem and all that. So I just really don't believe that you give a shit about eliminating racial discrimination and all the other lies you told. If you are also openly actively campaigning to make sure black people show some sort of fake respect for this raggedy ass flag that represents this trash ass company and you are giving your own money hosting fundraisers raising money helping this man who is doing all of these horrible things to get back in office because you want to keep an extra 400 million of your dollars i don't even know i'm just throwing something out there because it don't even really fucking matter because you have more money than any one person could ever need it's just ridiculous how fucking greedy these people are. It's nothing but greed. And you don't give a fuck that people are dying as a result. I fuck you, Stephen Ross. I just, you should have just sat there and ate your expensive ass food and, and not even put out a statement or no other shit. Like, yeah, my rich ass is throwing a fundraiser for Donald Trump and the fuck what? Guess what? You brokies won't be there. Your broke ass won't be there. It's $100,000 just to get through the door, bitch. I bet you won't be there. That's where else I won't be. You could have just stayed. <laughs> you could have just stayed the fuck away. But no, you had to insert yourself into this and try to make it seem like, oh, well, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a racist like Trump. But you know, I'm just saying that we agree on some things bitch you can't support somebody who is going against all this other shit and turn around and and tell us that to our fucking faces and think we're gonna accept that at face value and that's fine oh well he doesn't agree with the racism you guys so it's okay bitch
1: (laughs) we might as well just piss down our backs and be like oh is it raining
3: i mean it may be pissed but i drank a lot of water beforehand so like not that bad girl I just really don't know how, where y'all find the nerve and the audacity. Yes, I do. You find it in your rich white maleness because the thing is, y'all can be as mad as you want to. We all can. There's no way you can boycott every company this man is associated with unless you just totally drop off the grid entirely and disassociate from capitalism. It's not possible. So you can either do your very best, which nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. and not give him your fucking dollars. And even if as many as of, of us as possible did that. He would still be a fucking billionaire with a whole network I mean, of billionaires and millionaires to support him and make sure that the white power structure in this in this country stays exactly where it is. Damn so you know not to end on a super positive note or anything but it's just like I have watched that same white male patriarchy I have watched that sustain Donald Trump I have watched them rise up like Voltron and do everything they can to make sure that Donald Trump stays Good in reference. office thank you so much but they have done the same thing they have come up with all kinds of ridiculous bullshit that you would have never heard them say before under any circumstances doing anything they can to keep one of them in his place Very true. the exact same thing will happen for this man so just fuck you bro every single thing about you and I hope your queer employees don't go through a bunch of bullshit because of you child well <sighs> that wraps up that segment <laughs> so yeah that is going to wrap up this week's episode of the read check us out on social media at this is the read oh, I
1: have one more oh
3: do you okay um, JK with the accent, you guys will be back with the different outro later.
1: It's, it'll be short. I saw the picture of that white foot that was on your seat and on the
2: airplane.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about that. <laughs>
1: One of the crustiest, (laughs) mustard-colored-ass feet I've ever seen in my life. Oh,
3: man. Uh, If you don't follow me on Twitter, I was on a flight a few days ago. And lately, white people's feet have been popping up all over social media because they just get too comfortable on planes. And, yeah, before we even took off, I turned around. Thankfully, I'd already done my disinfectant routine. I turned around, and some stranger white foot had crept up on the armrest behind me and the toes were just sitting there waiting to to attack. (laughs)
1: You should call the police. I thought that was right after that week's episode or whenever I was talking about, was it last week? One homegirl was saying, the dodgeball story when the person from the sheriff's office or wherever was talking about how The mother of the kid who got hit by the dodgeball had every right to call the police or whatever.
2: Oh right! Well
1: then, you should have called that the police on that white foot and told them (laughs) I have every right to call the police. Yeah, and they have every obligation (laughs) to like. I honestly, I should have
3: flagged down a flight attendant and been like, "I need an air marshal because this is a biohazard."
2: I've
1: been attacked.
3: I've been attacked. I'm personally being attacked right now by this woman and her toes. I. I actually don't have no problem with people taking their shoes off, especially if they don't have their feet propped up somewhere else, because I do take my shoes off to put like my Fenty slippers on on long flights. I do that. But I'm switching it out for a different pair of shoes. I'm not barefoot and even if I was barefoot, I would never put my foot up on the fucking furniture. Who raised y'all?
1: Like I just don't understand how you even think. That is hmm, so let nasty. Me do this. Like I don't I don't get it. First of all, I can't even understand how that's comfortable. No, I'm itching. And I'm not a tall <laughs> And I'm not even a tall person. I just don't see how propping your legs up like that is even comfortable, right. but past that, you know somebody's in that seat in front of you. Right. And
3: do you think I don't? <laughs> I felt just like that little boy in that airplane video. Right. Like, that's oh, what Why I she doing of. that? That's nasty. He
1: literally shamed her into putting her feet down. <laughs> <laughs> why his daddy laughed at her? I mean, Ugh, yeah, I feel disgusting. like the um, we got
3: to start calling the police. on these we, do. we do. We do. Because, you know, it was unwashed. You know, it, it was. looked it. You had to be. So Woo. that is actually assault. Yeah, that's why you have to. When you get on these planes, you got to wipe that shit down with these antibacterial wipes. And I spray my little Lysol spray all over my area before I lay out my
1: Naomi my Campbell blanket. Taught me
3: yes, and my I have my um my little surgeon's mask on. Oh my god! Speaking of love, those one of y'all's aunties yelled at me in LaGuardia on my way back for wearing a mask. Why? She was like, really, with the mask, really. What? and of course I just kept walking because it's New York City I don't talk to strangers but right. I'm thinking like bitch yes in an airport are you really why you don't have one on like
1: top three filthiest <laughs> places you could be
3: and I just got off an airplane which is like top two so bitch please <laughs> When I tell you I wore it all the way home, like ugh. Furthermore, no. bitch, we ain't sitting together. Like what is get what is your problem? Where I'm literally walking past you on my way out of the airport as you sit waiting to board your flight. Meaning we didn't have to have this interaction at all. At all. all.
1: You could have just of your business.
3: You could have. And I don't know why you didn't, because black people usually do. I was so confused. I was so confused. This bitch is out of her mind. Yes, bitch, I don't want to get sick. And like Carly said, you don't know what was going on. I could have been going through chemo. I could have been sick and not wanting to get other people sick. You know, like, it's so many reasons why people wear a surgeon's mask. Yes. So mind your goddamn business. And, and yes, in I'm putting Asia, it on. They,
1: them shits are like fashion, and it's smart. Yeah, they. Just, and I'm
3: ordering some. Yes, Chris said I could get some from Japan, and they' real cute.
1: They are really cute. See, you I'm get getting like them. one with like little. I'm
3: doing it. Like
1: fangs on yes. them, or like a like a little teddy bear. I hair sure mouth. am.
3: I wonder, could I get some like monogrammed or customized in some kind of way? Who made me?
1: I feel like I've seen like a Louis Vuitton one.
3: See, I'm doing it, and I'm wearing it on every plane, and I wore it when I rode on the subway too. And not a damn soul said anything to me.
1: When I saw that video of Naomi Campbell getting on that plane (laughs) and disinfecting the whole goddamn person, I was like, you know what, Naomi? Yes. Like, same. I need to get on your level. I do.
3: And just like Naomi, on my way back, I was wiping my seat down and a white woman said, well, she didn't ask me to do it for her. She was like, can I borrow some of your wipes? Because I could not find any and I really need them. And I was like, you sure can, Susan. Because if your seat is uh, is free of germs and that... That means less germs to get me sick so yes you can girl let's just go around and everybody take a wipe let's but that all white do lady it.
1: asked her right, can you do mine next yeah. and she was now like that's,
3: that's offensive
1: i think she said i can show you how to do it or i can or give I'll you share s- with you yeah. yeah i think she said something like i'll share right. with you or whatever but i'm not, not doing it for which you bitch
3: do you know what your uh, that still blows first my mind. of all
1: who you're talking to right. but like
3: any black woman bitch i'm not cleaning your, your fucking bitch. seat bitch oh uh, so yeah fuck You're that nosy cares. ass lady god damn i was really stunned by that like girl black people almost always mind our business
1: i want to tell you i'm not even turning my head back i'm just going to out loud oh, say no.
3: if you <laughs> don't
1: <laughs> and i'm stopping there yeah.
3: next time somebody say that i'm gonna be like i'm wearing it to protect me from crazy people hollering at me in the airport i'm wearing it to protect me from people exactly like you thank you so much This is a filthy place. We all know that. I don't... (laughs) Anyway, okay. That wraps up this week's episode of The Read, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. All the things I said earlier. This is TheRead.com. Don't forget to check out HBO's newest comedy A Black Lady Sketch Show starring Robin Thede, Quinta Brunson, Ashley Nicole Black and Gabrielle Dennis with so many guest stars including Issa Rae, Angela Bassett and more. A Black Lady Sketch Show is a first of its kind comedy that explores culturally relevant themes like anxiety, religion, sex, dating and relationships in a limitless magic reality. I'm very excited for the next episode. It is airing this Friday. Friday, so make sure you check it out. That is every Friday night at 11 p.m. Or you can stream it now on demand only on HBO. Kiffyrie, do you have any news this week?
1: Hmm, I don't believe that I do. Okay, but thank you for listening, guys.
3: Yeah, Thanks I'll be doing the um, I'll be doing the Adulting podcast tomorrow with um, Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos in Brooklyn, but I believe that's sold out. Hmm. which is why i have not been pro- i don't like promoting things that i know people can't get tickets to but if you'll be there i'll see you there it should be a grand old time um and yeah i think that's it for me do we have an acronym or a word of advice for the people this week
1: um consider people and their feelings when you even when you don't necessarily have an obligation to them. I just hate when people have a connection to someone that is uh, maybe long term. Let's say you are uh, ex- or exes, but you have a kid together or oh, you work okay. together or yeah. anything like that where you feel like you don't have to extend yourself. In certain ways, because you have no obligation to the person, but you know that moving however you want to without considering that person would hurt them and thus cause drama for you both (laughs) and possibly other people involved with y'all. When you could likely avoid all of that just by approaching the person immediately and being like out of respect for you and the fact that you ain't going nowhere. Um, Yeah. Here's what's going down. Didn't want you to find out from the streets. All of that. I don't have to tell this person anything. Da, 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 da. is not going to stop drama. It's not going to stop you from dealing with drama. And you're just going to be the asshole who's sitting back making it seem like this person is the only person who has a fucking problem. Yeah. Knowing good damn well they were going to have a problem and you could have stopped that just by being honest. Sometimes you should just extend yourself for the sake of a peaceful environment. That's what I should have said. But I mean, that's how healthy relationships
3: operate. I'm not saying you're giving something that you're not getting back, but like just a healthy respect for one another.
1: I mean, if you're in a committed thing, that's completely different.
3: Well, I mean, relationships, like just rela- yes. just anything Connection, between two yep, people. Yeah, yes, yeah. that is how to have a healthy relationship by being considerate.
1: But, you know.
3: <laughs> Y'all don't want to do that. <laughs>
1: Nobody really wants to do anything, (laughs) myself included. What I want to do is go home. So
3: all right, well, let's do that.
1: Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. See See you uh, next week. Next week.
0: (laughs) Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two